Today's episode of the Dirty Sports Podcast is brought to you by Chill Boys, the official underwear sponsor of the podcast. I am wearing a pair of my amazing bamboo boxers brief bamboo boxer briefs. That's a tough one. Bamboo boxer briefs. Bamboo boxer briefs. Bamboo boxer briefs. Say that ten times. I'm wearing a pair of those right now, and they feel amazing. So soft, stretchy. That bamboo fabric mm. feels good on my balls. I'll just be straight up. Guys, it's time to upgrade your undies. Use discount code DIRTY20 at chillboys.com to save 20% on your first order. That's DIRTY20, D-I-R-T-Y 20, to save 20% at chillboys.com. Also, before we start the show, if you are new or you're old and you haven't left an iTunes review, Quick reminder, you get two Dirty Sports koozies sent to you in the mail just for leaving an iTunes review. How awesome is that? I stamp it. I put on the postage. I guess that is the stamp. I walk all the way to the Venice Beach ghetto post office, and I ship it to your house. You don't got to do anything. All you need to do is leave an iTunes review and leave your Twitter or Instagram handle, and I will send you two, two Dirty Sports koozies courtesy of myself and my co-host Joe Prano. So do that, get you some koozies, leave us an iTunes review. Okay guys, time to start the show. Welcome to, welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. Welcome to the Dirty Sports Podcast. I am your host, Andy Ruther, a.k.a. Lieutenant Dangle, coming to you from Venice Beach, California, in the Halloween festive Smut Studio. With my co-host, who is not in a costume, who does not celebrate Halloween, who raves about it, but then doesn't actually celebrate it, the one and only Joey No Chill Prano. Hello, Andy. Hello, Lieutenant Andy. Um, I celebrate Halloween. It's it's the morning, man. We're on. I figured I'd come here and do the podcast first. I have some stuff to do today. I'm not, you know, I wasn't planning on going out in costume. Got to be honest, I don't have a costume for tonight, but... Usually when I go out for Halloween, I dress up. Are you going out tonight? Uh, I'm not sure. That is still undecided. I would like to extend an offer to you and your lady for us to go out. Okay. Trick-or-treating? Are we going to get candy? I think we should go to the bars. I have now, as we know, I've done Venice. Last night I did West Hollywood. You did Venice on Sunday. Well, you did Venice on Saturday, October 26th. Let's remind everybody of that. Just okay. Yes, I did West Hollywood last night. Shout out to Lance Bass through an amazing and have you party. been in this outfit the whole time since West Hollywood? Also, when you got to West Hollywood, were those pants and they became shorts? Yes. When when people tore at your legs? Well, what I realized, I told you before we went into the show. If you're not watching this on YouTube, by the way, Andy is in a full Lieutenant Dangle costume, which I believe is from 
the canceled Comedy Central show Reno 911. Is that correct? Correct. Were you a Reno 911 fan? I was. I mean, okay. I, w- I wasn't diehard, but like I watched enough. But you've worn the Lieutenant Dangle costume three times this week, so yeah. you're diehard enough. I mean, I, I saw the movie when they did Reno 911 Miami. Cutter and I actually saw that in Las Vegas when he was visiting. Me. That was a like a theatrical release. Yeah. Wow. Where they go to Miami? So you know, I like them enough to watch that. But I realized last night. Shout out to Michael Majid who went Majid to, who went to the party with me. As we were walking in and all the guys were like, mm, naughty cop tonight. I was like, oh boy. I was like. Did Lieutenant Dangle wear the leather gloves? The leather yes. fingerless gloves? Yes. Okay. I thought this was maybe like a Lieutenant Dangle, Andrew Dice Clay crossover. No, I, and I had the full accessories last night. The handcuffs and uh, I, had, I had a little, the, the flashlight. I had everything going. Now you went to Lance Bass, your former employers and former InSync members. Uh, Halloween party. Yes. What was Lance dressed up as? Does he, he just go as an astronaut every year? <laughs> Is he just like always an astronaut? Is he always a space cowboy? Lance wasn't too festive because I know, you know, he's like me. He's doing it a lot. I saw he went as some sort of pharaoh on Saturday. Pharaoh, okay. Some Egyptian pharaoh. Last night it was more... He had some ears on. I don't even know. He didn't. He didn't go all out. He had some I, ears on. Like some sort. I forget what he was wearing. Were they devil ears? He had a they, human with the ability to hear. Yeah. He was wearing ears. Uh, but I think tonight's the big night. Ah. Because as you know. Because tonight is actually fucking Halloween. Yes. By the way, we have a big show. I, I want to tease that. Yeah. We're going to cover, obviously. Oh, yeah. I, I wonder. We probably have some new folks today with the. Jameis Winston burner account scandal. They show up to the YouTube and you're just here in a cop outfit. They're like, what is this show? Yeah. This is Dirty Sports. Yeah. This is Dirty Sports. Welcome to you new folks who uh, are, are tuning in to see what this is all about. This is what we do. We, t- we talk about Lance Bass's Halloween party while one of us is dressed up as a naughty cop. So we are going to cover, obviously, Game 7 World Series, Steph Curry and the Warriors, and a big update on what our thoughts are since we released our YouTube video. Did we ever come up with Is this Lightgate? Is this Jameis Gate? Is this Jabuki Gate? What's his uh, online Jabu? We don't have a hashtag. It should be. It should be Jameis Gate. Although the gates are kind of overplayed, aren't yeah. they? Yeah. I, I just like Dirty Sports Investigates. Yeah. DSPN Investigates. But we'll have an update on since we released oh, the we YouTube video. Oh, we have a huge video. update on that. Huge. 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 And then, of course, our week nine. We're up to week nine, Joe Prano. NFL picks. You have a seven-point deficit. Yeah, but I but I have a strategy for today. And, and if it goes well today and if I close the gap, I will talk about my strategy next week. And I, and I have a strategy f- potentially from here on out. What? Are you going to – can you tell your strategy? No, because my – first, I got to see if I close the gap. Okay. If I close the gap this week, I'll tell you guys my strategy. And then at that point, it'll be like, I'm doing it, and I close the gap, and so then you can't jump online. Because then it would just be, you know, if you just go to ball hold, it'd be gross. But Can I go to ball hold now? I you mean, can do whatever you want. I mean, technically I could, right? You can do whatever you want. But, I mean, let's be honest. If for the next eight weeks of the NFL season, you make all the same picks I do. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that. You're gonna have. You're gonna have some angry dirt balls out there. I'm not gonna do that. Well, let's get to Game Seven World Series. What a World Series it was, Joe! The first time in the history 
of the long sport of baseball and the World Series, the road team won every single game. It's it's quite it's quite remarkable. Yeah. They've been playing baseball for a while. This yeah. isn't a new sport. Yeah. This isn't like in the history of the XFL. This is the first time the road team. They've been playing baseball for a long time. This is America's pastime. Uh, it is insane Why? that the Nationals go up 2-0 in Houston, go back home, lose all three there after you basically put the Andy Ruther curse on them. But in the end, you were right. You said 0% chance the Astros win and 0% chance that the Astros won. The Nationals came back to Houston and win both games. All of their elimination games in the playoffs come from behind wins. I'm a Mets fan. I'm an NL East guy. Hate the Braves. Hate the Phillies. Hate the Nationals. Really don't even think about the Marlins, but I guess technically I'm supposed to hate them too. Um was rooting against the Nationals and was very upset to see them win. But you got to give credit where credit's due. Those guys had an incredible run uh, from this and the Blues, two teams that go worst to first this year. They They were in last place or close to last place on June 1st of the season. Best record in baseball since then. Go to the World Series, win the World Series. You got to give them credit. I want to say that all up front because I do have, I do have anger and uh, you know thoughts about what what Houston did, uh, but I want to get it out that you know uh, addition by subtraction. Bryce Harper, the face of the franchise, leaves, and in their first year, not only did they finally win a playoff series, they win the World Series. Uh, Bill Simmons has the Ewing theory. That the Ewing theory is over. It's the Bryce Harper theory. Take a great player that comes with a lot of baggage, get rid of them, succeed. Bryce Harper gone year one. Everybody's got the Phillies to win the NL East. Everybody's got the Phillies to go to the World Series. Phillies finish not third. here, not here. Right, dirty sports. We we all agreed Phillies were not winning that division. Yep. Uh Nationals win the division, like I said. I thought, well, Nationals don't win the division. Braves do. But I said addition by subtraction. I said, I predicted the Nationals to win the NL East. I was wrong. But in the end, you know, they go on to win the World Series. They make it in. They win their first playoff series. They win another playoff series. And then they win the World Series. Great season by the Nationals. And uh, I'll let you get your thoughts in on that before I come back to uh, what I'm calling a, a full cougar by A.J. Hinch. Oh, joke job. I see we're going with that yeah. nice little Top Gun reference. I enjoyed the series. Like you said, got to give credit where credit's due. A, a remarkable comeback. They showed that stat last night. All the playoff games, Joe, where Washington was down, that they came back. Again, last night. They're down 2-0 after five innings. Granky's just wheeling and dealing. And uh, we're going to agree, and I know you have a lot to say. Obviously, I saw your tweet about pulling him. It was what? One, was there one out? There's one out in the, in, seventh. in the seventh. He had just given up a home run and a single, correct? A home run, it's it's actually important. Yeah, there was a guy on first base, but he gave up a home run and then a walk. A walk. He walked Soto, but, but here's the thing. Up until the home run, he's given up one hit. One in seven innings. Not only that, but they showed a stat at one point during the game 
that I think it was in the fifth inning. He had five assists, meaning he had he had fielded and uh, five ground balls and thrown guys out of first base five times in five innings. It was the most in I think a playoff game since Greg Maddox did it. What ground balls to the pitcher mean is guys are not getting solid contact. You like we're not talking about hard ground balls that that are base hits up the middle that Zach Greinke's stealing. We're talking about little nubbers, little choppers, little toppers because he is getting by the way, that's I feel like I'm wearing the dangle outfit. Yeah, you are a little topper. I have a little nub going on right here and a little chopper. Anyway, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And and last night you were in West Hollywood and you were a little topper. <laughs> um, he's getting bad contact. He's getting weak contact. Yeah. Finally, in the seventh inning, one guy, one person, makes solid contact, hits a home run. Now the Astros not being able to hit is a completely different story. Two one. With that homer. Next batter, he walks Soto, but at I think I believe it was three and I believe it was two and one on Soto, and he bends in a perfect curveball. And it got called a ball. Like yeah. middle of the plate, four inches up into the strike zone, a perfect yeah. curveball. And they call it a ball. And he goes to three one. And I was like, oh man, this sucks. Yeah. I was like, it's crazy. You know, I know there was a lot of close pitches the whole night, and they were calling both ways. But to whether it be a makeup call or just a missed call by that umpire, to essentially give Soto that walk on a perfect pitch, devastating. Then you've got one guy on, and you're still up one run, but you have still had one hit the whole day that was solid contact. It's not even like he lost Soto. Like it's not even like oh now he's dancing around the strike zone. Now he can't. Now he's shook. He 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 had Soto on the ropes, and the, the umpire bailed Soto out. And then you take him out, and to me, it's it was reckless. It was I don't know what the computers say. I don't know what the analytics say. But I know one thing: it's Kendrick, a righty coming up, and then you have Cabrera, a switch hitter. In my opinion, the idea that he doesn't just at least get Kendrick is criminal. It's a that was a criminal decision by AJ Hinch not to give. Well, luckily I'm in a cop out, but someone yeah, needs to be arrested. Not to give AJ Hinch at least Kendrick. Of course, Kendrick comes up, hits a home run off the foul pole, off a guy throwing harder than Granky was. Well, and, and let me hop in here real quick. You you bring in a guy who just gave up a bomb the night before, and who was running on fumes, who had been pitching all the playoffs. Yeah. So you bring up the numbers and the analytics, which you and I like to critique with these managers, but you're bringing in a guy who is just running on empty, where you have Greinke running on adrenaline, pitching. Like not only that, but he's, he's at 80 pitches. Yeah. 80 pitches Don't is get it. ridiculous. I was talking to Tug on the way back from the concert we went to last night, and I said it's, it's a flow chart. You know those flow charts they show, like, should I take him out? Is he over 90 pitches? No. Then, like, don't think about, like, the fact that he's at 80 pitches, he's given up one piece of solid contact the whole night. Yeah. And, and you know what the thing is? I know that a lot of, um, uh, sorry, a lot of managers 
have been burned over the years going like, oh, you stuck with him too long. The famous one, obviously, Grady Little with Pedro. Sure. I will take Grady Little 100 times out of 100 over the decisions that I've seen from Dave Roberts, from uh, A.J. Hinch, from Joe Madden, from all these guys in the last couple years who are so quick yeah. To take the ball away from a guy. You know, people, hindsight's twenty twenty, And everybody likes to say, oh, Grady Little, how do you leave him in? It's like, well, how about because I'm Grady Little and he's Pedro Martinez. And I don't know who I have in the bullpen. I, I, I've, I have 25 people to choose from in the bullpen. But none of those people are Pedro Martinez. None of them are former Cy Young winner, Zach Greinke. Yeah. I mean... I mean, I mean, you have obviously Garrett Cole. I'm saying, I'm and, saying reliever wise. And the thing is, how did they not go to Cole? Yeah, they had Cole up and warm. They, you know, at, at one point he's up there and he's just throwing, but then he's sitting back down. And and I think the thing was, and and this is why AJ Hinch really, again, I I did the gif last night. He just went full Cougar, just Cougar taking off his mask, you know, heavy breathing, sweating. You know, danger zone, playing quietly in the background. Like, I almost abandoned my wife and kids out there today, sir. You you abandoned Zach Ranke is what you abandoned. Cougar lost it, turned in his wings. I mean, we have we have the Top Gun. Yeah. 8x10 picture over there. And the idea, like, A.J. Hinch is walking out to the mound. The pitching coach should have walked out, grabbed him by the arm, been like, anybody see an aircraft carrier around yeah. here? And let him back into the dugout. Where are you going? Like, the idea... That you knew in your head, if I go from if I take Granky out of this game, it's got to be Cole, and you get him up and you get him warm in like the fifth or the sixth, and then you sit him back down and you put his jacket on. Well, his, his and then you get you get scared off by one piece of good contact and one walk. You get scared so quickly that you go, I can't go to a starter I have in the bullpen because he needs more time to wa- warm up. I need to go to a reliever who can get ready fast but this is the is, thing is, you're you're you outmanage yourself i i know and i get that and i agree with you on all those points i guess his strategy what john smoltz said last night during the broadcast was you get through the seventh inning with your relievers. how'd that work no no i agree again i agree you get through the seventh inning with your relievers you don't bring in garrett cole in the middle of the inning you bring in garrett cole the start of the eighth inning and obviously it didn't work it was it was just a complete debacle after that. Yeah, the wheels came off, and and to me, it it just seems so obvious that Hinch already had his strategy early in the game when he started warming up Cole. That I don't know why you don't have Cole. If if you think that Grinky might come out in this inning at any point, then have Cole warming up and go to him if there's trouble. If you go to Garrett Cole for Kendrick, I'm not freaking out although I still believe the idea that you're going to take out Grinky after one piece of good contact and a terrible 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 call by an umpire is dumb you outmanage yourself but at the end of the day again I lost it turned in his wings well look I still I think we still have to give credit to the Washington Nationals though I mean I did that's why I opened with that okay Andy. good that's why I opened with that because normally in in the these situations, the first thing I'm I'm coming to do is destroy AJ yeah. Hinch. But the Nationals battled this whole season, this whole off season, 
again, the addition by subtraction, the the emergence of Rendon, the emergence of Soto, the great pitching from Scherzer and Strasburg, you know, timely hitting. Um, they they d- certainly deserved a World Series. Yeah. And I'm not saying that leaving Zach Greinke in there doesn't mean that they still they, win. They still win. Like. But one thing's for sure. I don't think the wheels come off the way they do when you go out. You you give them new life. You give them – we have one piece of solid contact, and then we got a, a walk. Right now, Houston still has the power. You sit, And the second that you – And you're at home. The I, second that you take Granky out, you show your hand. I, I want to I bring up that point. And you brought up the Grady Little, Pedro situation, uh, ALCS, Yankees, Red Sox. Let's not forget, that was in New York. Yeah. The Red Sox were the road team. I think that's important to put into this discussion. The Astros are at home. They have the crowd behind them. And by the way, going into last night's game, I know Houston was favored. But I even said, man, like if Scherzer comes out and Scherzer's healthy, it's hard not to pick Scherzer over Granke. Granky came out and shoved last night. He was dealing. He was incredible. Yeah. He was, you know, Andy Laz from Dirty Slides refers to him as a Manhattan Beach soccer mom from the way he used to have that hair. He he's just so he's he's like borderline autistic. And I, and I mean that in a positive way like he he almost has no ability to like recognize what's happening socially around him. He's just like whatever. You know what he was? You guys call him Manhattan Beach soccer mom. He was the soccer mom who was in the zone, who got the call. There was a problem with the kid at soccer practice. Yeah, yeah. And the mom got in the car, and she was battling L.A. traffic. Yeah, and and she was locked in. She was locked in. She wasn't listening to any of the surroundings. She wasn't texting on her phone. She was going to soccer practice. She got there. There was a kid on top of her kid. She walks right out on the field. She grabs him. Kid gets in the car. They go to get Starbucks. Order's wrong. Let me speak to a manager. That's what that's what Granky was last night, and like his ability to throw that fifty-eight mile an hour curve, like the balls that it takes, yeah, to just go like I'm gonna I'm throwing EFIS pitches in the World Series. He it, it was it was remarkable, and honestly, you go out and you get this guy at the trading deadline. I just don't know how you don't stick with him there, at least until you get Cabrera, who's the switch hitter, and he's gonna come up and be lefty, obviously, against Granky. How you don't go one more batter is ludicrous to me. Uh, how you don't have how you don't go straight from Granky to Cole is ludicrous to me. Um, and, and the scariest part of this whole thing, I like AJ Hinch. Okay, AJ Hinch was the best of the best at one point, but now he's Cougar. Okay, and. This just makes me think the Mets don't have a manager yet. We somehow to- somehow this ends up with AJ Hintz turning into a guy who can't fly a plane anymore becomes the Mets manager. I believe we have our title. Torks with Wolves. If you could if you could put that down. AJ Hinch is Cougar. Yeah. And it, it, which will also test our listeners, our younger listeners, do they get the Top Gun reference? Yeah. And if you haven't seen Top Gun, Pause this show. Don't even don't even worry about getting to the Jameis Winston part. Pause this show and go watch Top Gun. It's could, that important. Could you date somebody who had not seen Top Gun, or would that be first on the list of you were going to watch Top Gun? Yeah, it'd be it'd be it'd be a for sure to do. Yeah, and I think I have dated people who haven't watched Top Gun. And guess what? I'm not dating them anymore. Is that the most watched Joe Prano movie? Easily, not even I, close. Easily. You know why? Because it's it's a um, 
it, it like is a sense of balance for me. It's like how I can test like any surrounding. So when I first moved into my new apartment, I was like, let's see how Top Gun looks here. Get a new TV. Let's see how Top Gun looks on this TV because I know what Top Gun looks and sounds like. So if I'm testing, you know, the acoustics of some place or the picture on a new screen, I know what it looks like. Do you, when you go to karaoke, is there you've lost that loving feeling? No, I don't do that, but uh, I should. You should. Yeah. How long have you guys been doing this since puberty? <laughs> Why don't we go to Gaslight tonight in Santa Monica? Put on some Halloween costumes and sing a little. You've lost that love and feeling. All right, maybe I'll get a flat top before we go, and I'll be goose. I got the mustache. Yeah. Or you go as dead goose. Rip goose. Too yeah, soon? Yeah, zombie goose. Too soon? Zombie goose would be a fun one. I saw a savage Halloween. Just the, with the helmet on, blood pouring down, covered in that green stuff. Why is there, why is there green when they go into the water? There were some good so costumes. The there were some good costumes last night. Yeah. I saw a savage costume online. It was... Uh, she had a bunch of blood over her crotch, and he had blood all over his face. Oh, wow. Yeah. A little, little period couple-themed costume. Who comes up with that idea? Yeah. Savage. <laughs> Savage. It's, I guess it was... Aaron, uh, Aaron's confused. So yeah, Aaron, she, Don't worry about it, Aaron. She had Aaron, blood don't over... Worry, don't worry your young, impressionable mind about an explanation for this. She had blood I over... I think we should skip explaining it in depth to... She had blood down here, and he had blood on his face. Oh, okay. I just totally missed the the yeah. description of that. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That's a cool costume. Are you going out tonight, Twerks? Yeah, yeah. I'm going. Do you out. have a costume? Uh huh. What do you got? Uh, Freddie Mercury at Live Aid. He doesn't. This is what he said when he walked in. He goes, "This is so funny." Aaron goes, "By any chance, do you have a wife beater?" I said, "No." He goes, "By any chance, do you have a uh, black studded belt?" <laughs> I'm like, I don't have your Halloween costume in my what, apartment. So what do you have? Just white jeans? I got jeans? the blue skinny jeans and the, blue the shoes. Jeans? I, okay. and I just don't have any more wife beaters. Do I, you have a mustache? That phase has passed. Um, no, I can't grow one, so I got to get a fake one. Yeah. Um, I have some fake mustaches at my place if you need perfect. one to yeah, choose from. I need from. one of those. But I, I like the period costume. That's cool. He likes it. That's cool. You yeah. should wear that to Disneyland next time you go there. Yeah. I'm sure they'll love that. Now, we need to give some love to Aaron. The fires are obviously national news, world news. They've been all over in our area. What's going on? You live in the Palisades. Yeah, um, we're good for now. Uh, the Getty fire was the one that they kind of had us teetering between evacuation or not. Um, but that's mostly because I think the Palisades is so hard to get in and out of. They usually, and when they close the roads, they just want to get everybody out beforehand so they can just shut it down for emergency roads, responders. Where we're going, we don't need <laughs> but no fires by you, actually. No, no fires by us right now. You didn't have to evacuate and go to Starbucks. I did not. No, Starbucks is uh, safe for now. Okay. Well, where are you going tonight? Um, I know I have some friends want to go to Nameless, but if that changes, um, I don't know. Somewhere else. Is that, is that enough? <laughs> because if that changes, does, yeah. Look, guys, I am on a Halloween streak. I am looking to go out. I'm, I'm wearing the costume all day. I'm going to Trader Joe's as Lieutenant Dangle. Good for you, Andy. Well, you, you know what, Joe? This is on you. This whole situation is on you. Why? Because I told you you had to dress up for the episode today? Well, you, you said when you wear your Halloween costume and it goes after midnight on Wednesday and turns into Thursday, technically... Be in your costume. Well, you know, I just think you're, you've obviously embraced what we're calling hashtag Andy's Halloween week. You're on day six now of Andy's Halloween week, day five. Um, you can't dress up on the Saturday before 
and the Wednesday before and not be in costume. Like, dude, you were dressed up on the 26th. You better be dressed up every waking hour of the 31st. Maybe I'll go out. No, you're like you're like a guy who you know five days before uh, New Year's Eve is has like a hat on holding a champagne, and you're like six hundred thousand four hundred ninety two. You're counting down the seconds from a million seconds before, and then New Year's Eve they're like ten, and you're like I'm over it. You know, enough with the counting. It's a gross exaggeration, Joe. I feel like I have more people on my side with this. Which is nice because to a lot of our shows millennials and millennials now can't handle going out the night before something. My my buddy texted me that the, the other day. He he goes, you know, some of us go out on the Saturday before because we have work. And I go, if you have work and you are if you are too old to be hungover for work on a Friday, then you're too old to dress up. Again, we agree on those points. What we disagree on is my point of. And this is the last time we'll do this goddamn Halloween discussion. We disagree on the point of me saying, I went out Saturday. I went out Wednesday. And I'm going to go. It's different if you go out before Halloween and then don't go out. Well, that's why I made you put on the costume today. Yes, you guilted me, Joe. If anybody asks, here's the thing. I'm going with uh, my costume tonight is A.J. Hinch's managerial senses. So if I just don't show up, then it, the costume makes even more sense. Shots fired. Shots fired. AJ Hinch, what is you doing? Okay, we got a lot of stuff to get through. And I'd like to actually get, I have a few calls lined up. Okay. From the Dirt Balls. Um, some good calls. Are we doing Jameis? You want to do Jameis? No. I was just, I, I, uh, want you, I was trying to get you to tease. tease. Look at you. You're itching to do it more than me. Little tease. Are we doing Jameis, Andy? It's not even Jameis. It's Buckgate. Tampa Bay Buckgate. Uh, let's talk a little NBA. We are a week into the season, Joe. And the Warriors, wow. Well, first of all, it, pre-Steph injury last night, and I don't know what his – I know he has a broken hand. They were already losing by 30 in that game. That's, to, that's the, to the Phoenix Suns. Yes. Although the Phoenix Suns have already beaten the Clippers. Yeah. No. Phoenix Suns are a totally different team than they've been the last few years, and good for the Phoenix Suns. Yeah. I think the NBA is better when the Suns are good. America West Arena, like how many times in your history as an NBA fan do you hear that NBA on NBC music, and they come in, and they show you American West Arena, and it's always light because it's on the West Coast, and the mountains in the background, and the sun going down. I, I, like the Niners being good this year is right in the NFL. The Suns being good again is right for the NBA. So, good for the Suns. I hope they keep it up. I agree. Um, although, look, obviously they had a good run in the Nash era. Your boy, D'Antoni. And then the Bob Marley. The Bob Marley. Bob Marley. <laughs> the Bob Marley era. The Dan Marley, Charles Barkley. Yeah. There's a Rutherism yeah. for you. <laughs> can, can we... Can, can we get can we get Bob uh, Marley? Can we get a Photoshop of Barkley, <laughs> Kevin Johnson, and Bob Marley? Kevin Johnson is he still the mayor in Sacramento? I don't think so. Can you be the mayor forever? Did did he get term limits removed so he could stay the mayor in Sacramento? You know who used to always go after uh, Kevin Johnson? R.I.P. This website, Deadspin. Yeah, Deadspin was always going after Kevin Johnson because he was he was sort of sports. 
they were like, this is how we do politics and sports. <laughs> let's let's dive into the mayoral situation in Sacramento. That's amazing. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, you yeah. know whose political career is long and distinguished, right? <laughs> Kevin Johnson. That's a wow. You you worked a Kevin Johnson Top Gun reference into one. That's sentence. like the most loaded. To- that was man. It's Top Gun day here. Into a current news deadspin. My was- political career is long and distinguished. Yeah, so is my Kevin Johnson. <laughs> <laughs> into a dick joke. Brano, you're on fire today. Yeah. Um, like the shoes, by the way. Thanks. My new my new uh, Vans kicks. No, I going back to it though. We need Barkley. Uh, we need Barkley, Kevin, Kevin Johnson. Johnson, and Bob Marley. Yeah, in, in a Photoshop. You remember sharpshooting Bob Marley? Yeah, Thunder Thunder Bob. Yeah, because <laughs> he was Thunder Dan, right? Yeah, you know what Bob Marley used to call him, uh, Kevin Johnson and Charles Barkley, right? What? Three little birds. Ah, <laughs> nice. Sad jokes. Nice. Came for the Jameis Winston story. Stay for the Top Gun references and dad jokes. Yeah, love it. And if anything, you have gotten a lot of people to watch Top. You know, Jerry Bruckheimer should give you some of his uh, royalties. I mean, you would think that I would have gotten a role in Top Gun too. But yeah. Here we are. Yeah. You know why I didn't? Why? Because I've been so critical of China, and China's like producing oh, yeah. the whole thing. You know, he can't have like a Thailand patch on his jacket anymore because China shut it down. For real? Yeah. By the way, did you see the China picture I put up on Dirty Sports Instagram? Yeah. That was a little interesting move. You <laughs> you went rogue. I went rogue last night. I almost texted you. I was like, he's at Lance Bass's Halloween party. I. It's funny. I got home. I, I got home. I got home late. I was like lying in bed. It was like 2 a.m. And, and I'm you're like, like, damn, our mentions are quiet. What happened? <laughs> I go, 35 new likes. I go, what? <laughs> and then I see Prano did a post, and I and I see... That's all right. I, I got some. I got some tips for you. Yeah, I appreciate the effort. Good job, good effort. Is that? Did you just give me good job, good effort? <laughs> <laughs> just good job, good effort, me. I basically did. It's all good. It's all good. We 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 know our strengths in the show. I'll, I'll leave the social media to you from here on out. And you no, can, no, I you like. You could leave the me breaking massive NFL stories to me. Look, I like when you do social media. I'm all for it. I'm not taking. I it. is social media good. I, I here's the thing. I knew it was you because I'm pretty sure Nick D'Alessandro, uh shout out to Nick by the way, who edited the uh Jameis Gate. Jameis Gate video. Nick did a phenomenal job. And also shout out to guy Fiorita. Yeah, who did the voice analysis, the voice comparison. Fiorita Fiorito. I always Fiorita. Me- Fiorita. Uh they both did an amazing job, so shout out to those guys for helping us. Uh but what I wanted to say real Look quick. At twerks, though. Twerks, do you have something to add? Hold on, are you are you on mic? Go ahead, Twerks. Wait, is that his real name? Guy Fiorita. Guy, that's a real person. Yeah, yeah. it's a Mexican Guy Fieri. That's what I thought. I thought it was like an alias. <laughs> so you, you, you must be you must be new to the program here. When did Guy, you start? When Guy did, Fiorita has when, co-hosted this podcast. When did you start listening to our show? Oh man, it was before I moved to LA. Um, I don't know, twenty seventeen ish. <laughs> 2016? Right, 2017. Shut his mic off. Let's get back to this. Yeah, I was going to say, did he lie to me to try to become our intern? Yeah. This is what I always realized. The interns lied to me to get on the show. I don't think EJ has still listened to an episode of the Dirty Sports <laughs> Podcast. I think he came here and then he'd listen to other podcasts on his headphones. <laughs> Amazing. While he's here. What does that say about me? What's my screening process? 
whoever emails you. If you want to be the intern of the Dirty Sports Podcast, email our current intern, Aaron. Yeah. I want to talk Warriors, though, again, before Steph's injury. I want to talk Warriors, too. I, I'm, I'm sort of upset that Steph got injured. I, I, you're going to say what I think, what yeah. I hope you say. And, and it's funny because, like, we're, we're just a week or so removed from, uh, a, you know, a huge social media argument because both of us believe Steph Curry is a Hall of Famer already, no doubt about it. Yes. And we were very critical of what Michael Jordan said. Uh, insinuating that he wasn't. Meanwhile, we've also been Steph Curry truthers yes. in the past. So, I, I mean, I think that's the beauty of the Dirty Sports podcast is like we're not we're not arguing. We're just often arguing with the public perception. Like we're in Steph's corner that Steph is an all-timer already and for sure a Hall of Famer. And we're also of the opinion that, you know, when people like Joe DeShow legend says that he's better than LeBron James, that you're embarrassing yourself and you should remove yourself from the internet. Or at the very least, you should be like at Steph is one a one of one and just be an anonymous troll because your opinions are so terrible. You should hide your face. Um, Steph, like, and, and, and by the way, I was excited for the NBA, the Warriors season with just Steph Curry, specifically for an argument that we always have because you've been very critical of my boy, Mike D'Antoni, and his ability to do things with the teams that he's had. And I was like, all right, Mike D'Antoni's entire career is, here's a point guard, go win the NBA championship. And Steve Kerr's season this year with a healthy Steph Curry was, here's just a point guard, go win the NBA championship. And I was ready. And again, I like Steve Kerr. And I think Steve Kerr's a great coach, but I don't think Steve Kerr's like... But I don't think of- you do. I don't think you do. You've been critical of Kerr. You, you really think Kerr's a great coach? I think he's a great coach, but there's a, there's a thing. Great is being able to get your team prepared day in and day out and win games. And I just don't think Steve Kerr is a fantastic X's and O's coach in terms of when you get deep in the playoffs and you're going up against the Pops and the Dan Tonys and the Brad Stevens and the other you know, exceptional coaches of the league. I don't think Steve Kerr ever put his team in a particularly great position to win other than having the best roster. Yeah. And honestly, the Clippers, we've talked about this Clippers team before. This Clippers team is fantastic. They still have Doc Rivers as a coach. I still say Doc Rivers, suspect AF. So we'll see what happens. Well, they've but, already lost two games. Yeah. I was I was looking forward to um, this season of the Warriors. Just Steph, just Steve Kerr, just see, Steph and Draymond. See how they do. Yeah. Exactly. It, it wasn't going well even before the Steph injury. It was going awful. Yeah. And, and, you know, a lot of people, we've criticized a lot of people, and we've argued with a lot of people. Everybody needs help in the history of the game. Everybody's needed help. What was Jordan before Pippen? You know? One and nine in the playoffs? Yeah. Boom! How about that little rug nug? How how was the Warriors doing, you know, when it was just Steph and Clay? Yeah, they got a championship. The next year, LeBron stole their heart after he got his, you know, any sort of help again on his team. Um, Durant leaves. Clay gets hurt. It was really, really bad for the Warriors. Suddenly, Steve Kerr wasn't some sort of basketball genius anymore. And uh, and now Steph's down. But here's my theory, Andy. How about the the curse of the move across the bay? I agree. I love this. I actually said this to somebody. Oakland. The city of Oakland. Yo, fool. The... the you know, I, I like Oakland, but it's not a it's not a place that anybody's 
Like, like, let's go to vacation. Let's go on vacation to Oakland. The people of Oakland and the people of the Bay Area have been ride or die with the Warriors. I know that the the arena Oracle wasn't always as full as you know when they started winning, but there's a lot of ride or die fans out there that remember. Warriors teams winning 30 games where Don Nelson's losing every game 160-140. They remember the run TMC years. They remember Tim Hardaway getting traded for Bimbo Coles. They remember Chris Webber getting traded. Like There's been some rough times for the Warriors and a lot of Warriors fans. The big upset of the Dallas Mavericks 8-1 seed. And not, not the tech nerds that you see sitting front row. Amen. Uh, even the last couple years. Well, you look front row, the, these Warriors finals years, it looks like extras casting from Silicon Valley. It's like <laughs> it, it's like every, everybody is Jin Yang. You know what I mean? Well, I remember last NBA finals, I was in San Francisco. I told you, I went to a bar. The whole scene is like that. Yeah. The whole scene in San Francisco, they're not real fans. They're the guys, eh, that's a foul. And you, you finally get a good team, and they they're, they have a little, this little mini dynasty run. And the first taste of success, you rip them from the womb of Oakland and you build this new stadium in San Francisco. And I agree. The curse. First, the curse takes Durant. Then the curse takes Clay. Then the curse takes Steph. Steve Kerr should be coaching a game in a bubble. Wait, we have wait, we have an update. We have an Amber Alert update. Riley Curry has just been abducted. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Riley Curry abducted. Riley Curry has been abducted. I mean, the curse is real, people. It's worse than the Andy Ruther curse. She hasn't been abducted. She's just under the table at the press conference. She's 15 now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Riley walks up. You guys are talking about me? Yeah, Riley hasn't been abducted. She's run away from home and is now living in on Mildred outside your apartment. <laughs> She skateboards to the beach with a pit bull every day. <laughs> that's why is that? Why does everybody skateboard to the beach with the pit bull out that, here? I mean, that like if you're a Venice homeless person, what they give you when you arrive is they give you <laughs> a pit bull that's like has some spotty hair patches. They give you a skateboard, and they give you an old iPod, like an iPod yeah. with the entire Doors discography on it. Amazing. Yeah. By the way, have you seen Mildred again? Yeah, they're it's, back. It's 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 horrific out there. So my street, your, your street looks like the Warriors roster. Your street looks like what's going on in AJ Hinch's head when he's yeah. making pitching changes. And they had just cleaned it up. It's just like homeless people in tents. They just cleaned it up. Yeah, there's a battle going on. They installed a light. You got to get out there, Lieutenant Dangling. Well, that's what I was thinking, guys. Why don't we film me? Possibly um, getting stabbed today. Yeah, I was going to say, if you want to be the next co-host of the Dirty Sports, send your resume to Twerks with Wolves over there because Andy's getting stabbed to death. Yeah. And then eaten by pit- They'll never find your body. You'll just be fed to pit bulls. Yeah. Although, you know. Can we also get a Photoshop of Andy being eaten by pit bull? Mr. Worldwide. <laughs> <laughs> I like what you did there, Joe. I like what you did there. Let's talk... Let's talk uh, Carl Anthony Towns, Joel Embiid, girl fight. Uh, NBA fights don't usually go to the mats. Yeah. Um, this this is this is there's a lot of levels, a lot of interesting uh, parts to this fight. One, Joel Embiid, uh, like known 
trash talker, right? Loves to yeah. rile people up, loves to try to get in people's heads. You know what he loves? He loves to trash talk, and he loves Shirley Temples. Yeah. Remember? Yeah. He's going to lose his foot to the sugar. Yeah. He'll be living footless on Venice Beach. Yeah. Um, that's going to be my Halloween costume tonight. Sugarfoot? Uh, but yeah, post-sugarfoot post Embiid. He's getting an Embiid jersey, just hack off a foot. Just don't do blackface. Good call. Otherwise, I'll be elected president of Canada. <laughs> that would be terrible to happen. Matter of fact, I have to move to Canada. But by the way, no one's talking about Prime that. Prime minister. No one's talking about that, but they should real quick. I find that hilarious. We live in cancel culture. But if you can be blackface like 15 years ago and still win a reelection as a liberal, all bets are off, I'm in Canada because they don't give a shit, right? Canada. We're not canceling people. That's why I love Canada, man. Yeah. Great people. So what do you make of the fight? Uh, well, so Embiid, basically, he does this. He riles people up. Then it's just like big man arm tangling. And then it turns into a fight. But Carl Anthony Towns for sure wins the fight. Yeah. He gets he goes full Nolan Ryan to Embiid's Robin Ventura. Yes. He's got him in a headlock. He's driving him away. Uh, Embiid's getting just worked. Embiid is getting his ass kicked. Then it gets pulled apart, shoved like every NBA fight. Uh, there's a scrum. Embiid then gets pulled away from the scrum like he's won somehow. Yeah. Carl Anthony Town goes down to the ground. Ben Simmons, who apparently is working on jiu-jitsu instead of a jump shot, <laughs> climbs on top of Carl Anthony Towns and goes with a rear naked choke. Carl Anthony Towns has to tap out. Yeah. Did you see this? Carl yeah. Anthony Towns taps out of a choke out by Ben Simmons. I, I, I repeat, Ben Simmons, less Krav Maga, more jump shots. But then, then Embiid wins the post game. He for sure is way better in the post game and is tweeting and whatever. Carl Anthony Towns, meanwhile, is talking about their system in the post game and how they have to play better. He's not talking about the fight, even though he had. I would have been like, "Yo, I I had you locked up, dog. Anytime you want to scrap, let's scrap." Yeah, I'll break off that sugar foot. Yeah, so. It, it's it's spicy, for sure. Well, guys, the NBA season is here. Lots going on with the Warriors with fights. And if you want to see any game, Joe, what app can they use to watch an NBA game? SeatGeek! SeatGeek. And you know what? You can also use SeatGeek for mixed martial arts. Yeah, go watch a Krav Maga match. Yeah. Do they do Krav Maga matches? No, I don't think they do. do Jiu-Jitsu? They, they probably do. Judo? They tai Chi. Go watch two people... Tai Chi. Yeah, exactly. You can go watch homeless people do that at Penmar Park. Yeah, yeah. But you can go watch professionals do it with SeatGeek. Guys, SeatGeek is the only app you should use to any live event. You and our good friend, your fill-in co-host, Mr. Tug Coker, saw Radiohead's Tom York last night. I have a suspicion that you used SeatGeek to get those tickets. We did. We used SeatGeek. Tug pulled the trigger on some SeatGeek tickets. We had We had great seats. Halfway up at the Greek, my first time to the Greek. Love it. It was fantastic. Well, guys, SeatGeek will even give SeatGeek you... SeatGeek to the Greek! SeatGeek will even give you $10 off on your first SeatGeek purchase. All you need to do is use our promo code. So download the SeatGeek app today and use promo code DIRTY. Get him to the Greek. Get him to the geek. The SeatGeek! 
for $10 off on your first purchase. That's promo code DIRTY, D-I-R-T-Y, for $10 off on your first purchase. And as usual, for any new listeners, if you use that promo code DIRTY and simply send me a screenshot via Instagram or Twitter, I will send you two Dirty Sports koozies in the mail on me. I will even pay for the postage, walk to the post office, maybe even dressed as Lieutenant Dangle. The things I do for this show, Joe Prano. Valid to U.S. residents only. I've sent to Canada. Oh, wow. Although I still think I owe some Canadian dirt balls. Sorry about that. You guys got to send me a message if I still owe you. I oh. have two things to touch on before we move on. One, uh, the, the I just realized, you know, Tug and I, by the way, had a fantastic time. Shout out to the great co-host. The Twin Towers did it last night. Tom York, Twin Towers, two guys, two tall Brunettes in vans and hoodies just going to watch Radiohead. It's Tom York at the Greek. I, I want to be invited next time. I understand we did different things, but I have been on a... You would have loved it. I, I, I got to tell you, you would have loved it. I don't know if you're a Tom York fan. I'm or, a Radiohead uh, fan. That's, yeah. that's what I'm saying. I'm not I, I'm not huge, but like I'm a fan. Yeah, and he's you know he's, he only played one Radiohead song. He did more you know solo stuff, but the video screen was like... Bleh. Like it was like... Yeah. Tug and I, you know... We uh we had a couple beers. Uh, we might have eaten a, a gummy bear or two Ooh. or something like that, you know. And, and I saw the video, and we were I was just like tripping out on this video board. It was like it was like a uh, power book uh, screensaver on steroids. I was just like, at one point they just cut to me, and I was like, <laughs> yeah. at one point we had to stand up. Everybody was chill, sitting. About forty minutes. Finally, the people in front of us start to rise. This thing starts peaking. I stood up. I almost fell over. Well, the after, guy behind me is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. After watching your Instagram video, that's what I thought. I said, this would be a fun concert to have an edible on. Yeah, it was. It was indeed. Yeah, that's what it looked um, like. But the other thing is, and I just realized this this morning, Tug and I hung out from about 4 p.m. till about 11. We went to a bar. We watched a game. Did you meet his wife? I, I did meet his wife. Yeah. I've met his wife before. I haven't. I think he is is, is I just, met his two children. See, he's withholding his entire family from me. I, think I know he, where Tug lives now. Well, I knew I know that. Okay, but I think he's withholding his entire family from me. Yeah, he although should. although I've met Bo, his adorable son. Yeah, one, one of his sons. Yeah, met met the met the wife again, met the kids. Um, we hung out the whole night. We went and watched the uh, the World Series game. We saw former guest of the show and uh, Tug's partner in crime, the the Andy Ruther to Tug's Joe Prano, uh, Tommy Dewey. Ah, shout out to Tommy Dewey. Um and. We hung out the whole night, and I realized only this morning. I go, I didn't even talk any J- Josie Brisket. We didn't. It didn't even come up. Well, don't worry. We have a call about that. We didn't even talk Josie Brisket. I'm so sad. The death. But you of- know what? That's that's just Tug, Tug Coker and Joe Prano doing Tug Coker and Joe Prano things. We were locked in. We had baseball and Tom York on the brain, and uh, we didn't even get to Josie Brisket. Well, we'll discuss him when we do our NFL picks. But before we get to Week 9 NFL picks. Speaking of black NFL quarterbacks. Jameis Winston. Jameis Gate. Buck Gate. Chase Gate. James Gate. Burner Gate. Burner Gate. Light Gate. Light Gate. Lights Out. Light Gate. Light Gate with David Spade. I don't know. Let's keep going. (laughs) Okay, so we obviously released a YouTube video Tuesday night. Yeah. Which is detailing our conspiracy of the Jameis one of one burner accounts, parody account, whatever you want to call it, connected to Jason Light, 
Jason Light, GM of the Bucks. If you haven't watched the video, if you're a dirty, if you're a dirtball and you've gotten to this point of the podcast and you haven't seen this video yet, first of all, how are you not on social media? It's everywhere. Second of all, go immediately and watch yeah. it. So obviously there was there was a huge uh should I say fallout or I don't think that's the right word. There was we we got a lot of traction with this yeah, video. Yeah, it was picked up by multiple outlets, multiple media outlets. Our, our friend Robert at Black Sports Online is posting about it. I actually saw a uh, Fox Sports article today this morning about it. Uh, Bleacher Reports tweeting about it. Multiple Bucks reporters, all the Bucks blogs and everything. Barstool posted Barstool about it. Barstool posted about it. Uh, Barstool mentioned it. Clay Travis. <laughs> it's funny. A lot of people. Uh, a lot of people we have beef with the Mike Freeman's, the Clay Travis. Well, not even the- beef. By the by, the way, the Clay Travis thing is funny. I watched his video, his YouTube video last night. Clay Travis discussed our video for a good the whole situation for a good seven to eight minutes. Did not mention our name once. Did not mention the Dirty Sports Podcast. Not not once. And it's so funny. He keeps saying, "Go see the video," and he tweeted out Reddit users. I, I do have issues. This has been a, a good learning experience for me uh, and probably for you. What I've learned, Joe, is it's interesting seeing different media outlets and personalities who do give us good credit and who just don't want to credit, which I find interesting. Shout out to Pat McAfee. Obviously, Pat has been a guest on the show. Yeah, and Pat probably did the the best job crediting us and giving us tons of tons of love. But again, Pat's also been a guest. He sat on the couch. Yeah. Pat gets it. Great dude. Love Pat. We love his whole crew. Uh, but it was it's just interesting to me to see when people don't give any credit because Well, you know, here's the thing. I was a journalism major in college. Yeah. And when you're a journalism major, you have to take, you know, it's not just writing, it's not just investigative reporting. It's not a big part of being a journalist is a lot of classes on ethics. And a lot of classes on, you know, how you how to handle sources. If a source tells you something that, you know, is off the record, on the record, like how you're supposed to handle that. And there's there's a code of conduct if you're an actual journalist. And uh, I think what happened, what, what we saw in this story is uh, there there's, you know, it's very blurry now with the Internet. Yes. Blogs versus whatever. But there are still, you know, websites, The Ringer, Deadspin you know, uh, Bleacher Report, whatever, where those people think of themselves as journalists. And then there's the Clay Traverses and the Barstools and the whatever, and they're like, we're, we don't have to do anything. We're just a blog. But here's what I find interesting. My point is this. It's not even about the written. It's also, it, it is written, but it's also the, the audio or the oral discussion of it. This is why I'm bringing that up. I, I, you know me. I do a lot of deep dives. You do too, but like I'm getting really nerdy, especially as I get even older. I love diving into a story on... The Ringer, or you know, I don't know what's happening now, like a Deadspin or Bleacher Report or wherever. But when I bring that into the show, Joe, or when you or when Tug, if it's a tweet, we always mention that person, right? Yeah. I, I'm gonna say, hey man, I read an interesting article on The Ringer about, uh, you know, Jacoby Brissett. I, I'm gonna give them credit. It, th- 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 I've just I, this isn't this is just my. My take is I found it interesting seeing people who are just not going to mention us, like a Clay Travis, and then somebody like a Pat McAfee. Again, I understand it's different. We know Pat. He's been on our show. But how can you do seven or eight minutes on the discussion or in the tweets and not mention, dude, we broke the fucking story? 
Well, I mean, not, it's not even that we broke the story. We are the story. It's, it's my investigative journalism work that, that is the only reason that we are here. I mean, I played a little part. Right. But I'm saying, you know, the digging, <laughs> it, the only reason there's a story is because somebody had to do the work for the story. We didn't yeah. find something. We didn't, you know, come across. We worked for something. Now. But I don't want to make this about us, by yeah, the way. This, but, you know, this uh, has been a, a learning experience across the board. Yes. And uh, I, I've learned a lot personally. This is, you know, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a fun, but also at times difficult few days. And, yes. And I'll tell you that I'm personally spinning. Uh, this has affected me on a personal level because some things were exposed during this story that have really made me question things in my life. Um, for example, uh, my mom just had surgery a couple days ago. Okay. And uh, I talked to her after the surgery, it was minor surgery and I talked to her after it. She's okay. Um, but then when this story broke, something came out the, the, the way, you know, Bucks fans and Bucks supporters and this person, the way they're arguing things, it's made me look back at that situation with my mom, just because I talked to somebody on the phone that has my mom's phone number and my mom's voice apparently doesn't mean that that was actually my mom. Whoa. That's what I've learned from this story. It, did my mom make it out of surgery? Okay. Yeah. It, it, Cause I haven't seen her in person. So, you know what? A lot of Bucks, supporters a lot of jason light supporters are telling me is just because that phone number that i always call is my mom doesn't and mean just because her. the voice on the other end of that call sounds exactly like my mom doesn't mean that it's my mom yeah that's what i learned from this because as we proved in our piece the jason light voice and the Jameis 101 voice found, sound an awful lot alike very similar and what a lot of the reddit investigators found us for us is the phone numbers associated with Jason Light's Twitter and Jameis One of One's Twitter is a match. Yes. But just because those two things go together, it that does not prove anything. So what I say to you, people well, out Well, we don't know if it's essentially a match, do we? We know the last two numbers and the first number of the area code are the same. So there is, again, I guess the possibility that somebody who has the first phone number and the last two phone numbers exactly the same as Bucks GM Jason Light and has his same voice is also highly invested in Jameis Winston yeah. being not a bust and writing a 400-page book on it. There, there always is that possibility. But what I will add is FaceTime your family and friends. Don't trust voices and don't trust phone numbers anymore. FaceTime, see their faces. Which, by the way, brings us back to the most important part of this Jameis one of one story. I know Jameis one of one is doubled down. I know he is spinning. He's sp he's tweeting like Trump. He's out of control. He's he's Jim Carrey. He's uh, Kermit, he's the, Kermit frog. the Frog at the typewriter. He is he's the the pounding typing meme. He is losing it. He is spinning, but he is doubling down that he is not Jason Light. Now, if only there was a way. To reveal that. Once and for all, that he wasn't. You would think he would do it. Which, of course, there is. Show your face. And, Show your face. And to add to that. Lock him up. <laughs> he is clearly reveling in this. You're, you're welcome, Jameis 101. He's added over 2,000 Twitter followers since we dropped this video. So he is... And I've, he I've heard he sold upwards of... One more book. Oh, really? 
Two, yeah. actually. Two. We bought two. I have two. We're going to frame one and put it on the wall. Yeah. We're also going to sign one and give it away to a listener. Yeah, I have uh, I have two books arriving today, actually. Or you don't. I mean, let's be honest. When Jason Light sees that it's being shipped to you, I'm not sure he's putting the postage on it. So, so this so is what I want to say. You may end up getting an Amazon refund. Yeah, that's not true. Lie. That's true. So back to what I was saying, he's reaping the benefit of this. Sure. He, he's adding Twitter followers, Joe. He's getting all these supposed interviews. He's been getting more interviews. But this is what I'll say to all those interviews. And this is how we've treated it on our show, and this is how we will continue to treat it. You can go on Barstool. You can go on Pat McAfee. You can go on any ESPN, any local Tampa radio show. Dude, until you show your face, nothing is solved. Until you show your face or until you explain with any reason whatsoever why not like this idea that i value my privacy and i'm not in this for fame is such horseshit it's bullshit you spend your day tweeting your life at members of mass media mostly in tampa but also the clay travis's also the pat mcafee's also you spend your whole day begging for attention yes and then when you get attention you don't show it. People during this have accused us. They go, oh. Because we had Barry McCockiner on a few times. Well, forget that. The dirt, also, he trolls Tom Brady. He doesn't troll us. James, Wins, James one of one trolls us. We're not yeah. having somebody who trolls us on yeah. the show not show their face. People have accused us of doing this for attention. Well, we do a podcast. Of course we're doing things for attention. The whole point of this show is to get attention. We want your attention so that we can give you fantastic sports takes. Like AJ Hinch's Cougar from Top Gun, and Kobe you know? Bryant is not a top ten all time player. Yeah. So now that you're here, now that we brought you in with Jameis Winston, welcome to the LeBron Truther Show. Welcome to the Pete Alonzo is the Goat Show. Welcome to sports talk and Top Gun references twice a week, forever, forever. So yeah, of course we're doing this for attention, but I want to add the story itself that we put together. The purpose of that wasn't like, oh, let's get a bunch of, like, this is what we believe. Yes. And this is what we still believe in some regard. I still believe the reason Jameis one of one refuses to show himself is he has connection to Jason Light. A hundred percent. To the Bucks. A hundred percent. To the situation that's going on in Tampa. Part of our video that was cut out, I I know we had to make it easily digestible for the masses, but two things are important. One, Bruce Arians is using Jameis one of one's talking points. I believe there is a corporate directive at the Tampa Bay Bucks from the owners, the Glazers, from the owners, from the GM. I agree. From from somebody involved. I don't know if the owners are telling the GM to make this move. I don't know if the GM is trying to save his job to make this move. There is a corporate directive. At the Tampa Bay Bucks, protect Jameis Winston. Exactly. It's the only explanation for Bruce Arians, in my opinion, a brilliant football mind, to honestly go to podiums and straight face try to say six turnover performances and four turnover performances, ten turnovers in two football games is not the quarterback's fault at any point. Yeah. It is – that is suspect. The other thing that was cut, like I said, Ryan Griffin – being the backup to Jameis Winston, there is the idea that they don't have a true backup behind Jameis Winston, again, is putting yourself in a position where we cannot bench Jameis Winston. Yeah. And I believe all of these things are related, and that is why the 
report was put together, and that is why I still believe and will believe until Jameis one of one shows his face that he's connected to the Bucks organization, and he even admitted it in a tweet that he, he is connected. He has admitted it. This is going beyond is Jameis one of one the Twitter account Jason Light. That was our that is our best theory so far. And to be honest, I don't give a shit about that theory. To yeah. be honest, guys. Yeah. I 100% agree with Joe on this. This is what I think at this point. This is my take, and I'll be curious to hear your take, Joe. My take is this, and I think you and I have actually talked about this. I think Jameis one of one is somebody connected to the Bucks. I do not think maybe Jason Light is running that Twitter feed. I don't know how he could. There's there's not enough time in the day as a general manager. However, well, honestly, have you seen a lot of the general managing decisions of Jason Light? It like it would explain a lot of their personnel decisions if their general manager was spending 12 hours a day doing this. Well, I I know you're taking a dig there, but in all seriousness, I do think Jason Light did do multiple interviews as Jameis one of one. He's kind of put himself in a corner. But Joe is right, guys, without a doubt. This is, if you're an investigative journalist or if you're anybody trying to dig up stuff, we're not. We're, we're like everyone says, you guys are just two dudes on a couch. We figured this out. Here, here's what I know. We're two comedians who live in Venice Beach, California. And we figured this out. And I know this much. Just think about this. Everyone just stop and just pause for a moment and think about this. I was texting with my brother about this, and he made a great point. No one in their right mind, no sane person, writes a 400-page book about a quarterback who has led the NFL in turnovers since he entered the league four and a half years ago. No one does that without access to these era-adjusted stats, to these deep analytics. No one has that. Unless they're connected to an organization with a full-time job who has that information available, guys. Those yeah, are, like the th- like the, the theory that this is a random person yeah. who just. I'll say this much: if this is true, if there, if if we're wrong, if Joe and I are wrong, if there is a random person that loves Jameis Winston that much, a guy who's only in his fifth year in the NFL, that person uh, is, as my brother texted me, Ted Bundy lunatic. Yeah. Jeffrey Dahmer lunatic. Yeah, start start being careful about engaging with this person. I'm not but, even yeah. joking. Well, well, you know, I know, I know. One of the debunkers the out there uh, put out that this is this is a Jameis Winston card collector, and now they are trying to protect their investment. It's like I don't think I, I don't know if you've ever heard the phrase "time is money," but you're not protecting your investment by spending years of your life. Writing a book about Jameis Winston, like at some point you gotta give up on your investment. You know what I mean? Like I'm heavily invested in Greg Jeffries baseball cards from when I was a kid. You don't see me writing good reference manuals saying like uh, Greg Jeffries is the was the you know fastest player to a thousand hits, and here's why Greg Jeffries is a Hall of Fame. Like, can you imagine if that was what I spent my life doing? You'd be like, dude, you, this isn't protecting your investment. This is ruining your life. Um, yeah, it's wild. I stand by that this is somebody connected to the Bucks. 100%. It's the only explanation for multiple decisions. So to 
also also there's been voice analysis there's been tweet analysis i know people are breaking down the tweets are written the same lots of emojis lots of capitalizing of full words randomly look guys lots of lots of using numbers in place the greats gr8 tomorrow like a lot of no, there's, yeah. there's a lot of similar things here's the, my other thing Jameis one of one that that uh that screen name in itself might be a little tricky i don't think Jameis one of one is one i think there might be multiple people behind Jameis one of one i think this might be an elaborate conspiracy a hundred percent and i'm looking forward to somebody who has look we've got to move on to Things uh, like we've got to move on to other things. Yes, this is an important story. Yes, we got a lot of likes on it. But look, we've got uh, AJ Hinch in an F-14 with a Top Gun helmet on uh, gift to make. You know, like we've got things to do here. Like we've got to move on to other things. We've got to get, you know, we, we've got to make a video of Carl uh, Anthony Towns taking Krav Maga lessons with, you know, Ben Simmons. We've got stuff to do. We have a curse in Oakland to investigate. Yeah. We need to get a witch doctor on the phone. We need to get a psychic on the phone. We've got things to do on the show. We've got to move on. But I stand by this. This is connected to the Tampa Bay Bucks. And if you don't think so, you're a lunatic. You are a lunatic. Because your argument in opposition to that is it's just a crazy Jameis fan who knows Jameis's trainer, who knows multiple NFL scouts. And has them on the phone to to write blurbs for a book. You're like, if Twerks with Wolves is uh, Twerks, are you on microphone right now? Let's get Twerks on. Yeah, what's up? Twerks, big Raiders fan, right? He, yeah, huge Raiders fan. Went to Fresno State. Yep. Derek Carr, Raiders quarterback, went to Fresno State. Do you think today, if you decided that you were going to write a Derek Carr defense manual that you could get Derek Carr's personal trainer on the phone with as much of your Fresno connections? Do you think you could get, you say, hi, I'm Twerks with Wolves, intern of the Dirty Sports Podcast, and I've written a 500-page ebook defending Derek Carr as a Hall of Famer. Would you write a blurb for my book? Who do you think you could get to write a blurb? Like, It's lunacy! It's lunacy. Do you, like, but seriously, do you, do you know anybody at Fresno State? Like, you, like, who would be your first call? I don't even know where to begin. I mean, maybe the old football coach. I mean, I don't know. That's be yeah. That's tough. Be very difficult to figure out who to track down. This guy is part of the Bucks organization. This guy or girls or people, the multiple people behind this links and, back to the Tampa Bay Bucks. I am certain of it. And anybody who doesn't ask that question when he's interviewed, you're just you're not doing any service to this story. Again, this story at at this point, it's not about Jason Light. It's not. It's but Jason Light is part of it. Exactly. It's a it's about the Bucks as an organization and anybody who blows this off. And dude, obviously our mentions are on fire on Twitter. And all these people from the Athletic or from Bleacher Report or the people who are coming at us as well, then you're not a journalist. If you just think, once again, let's stop and think about this. You think a random fan is going to write a 400-page book on Jameis Winston. I mean, look at Jameis. It doesn't add up. Look at Jameis one-on-one's tweets, which we did the other day out of fear that he was going to take the the Twitter feed down, that the book was in. We're taking a ton of screenshots. Like the in-depth knowledge of the Bucks. This guy's claiming he's not a Bucks fan, but he has in-depth knowledge on the Bucks cap situation. 
who they're trading for, who they're talking about dealing, what's going on behind the scenes. I don't know. This is the JFK conspiracy. And I don't know if Jason Light is Lee Harvey Oswald. I don't know if he's the CIA. I don't know if he's, uh, you know, Jack Ruby. I don't know who is what in this conspiracy. I don't know if Jason Light's the grassy knoll. I don't know. All I know is this. There is a conspiracy here. I know one thing. Just like I know Lee Harvey Oswald didn't kill John F. Kennedy by himself. I know that Jameis One of One isn't just a super big anonymous Jameis Winston fan. I know this. I know this. And I do too. It just doesn't add up. And that's where the we're at. The truth is out there. And that's, Trust no one. And that's where we're at as a show. I'm just going to reiterate basically what Joe said. Guys, we're two fucking comedians in Venice Beach. We love sports. Two comedians. Venice Beach. We watch a lot of sports. We got stuff going on. Like, we have social lives. We have our... Prof- Andy's has three more weeks of Halloween. <laughs> and roll right into the Thanksgiving Day Parade. So, it's out there. And this is where we've actually been very appreciative of the people. Like, you guys... The Reddit people, the Twitter people, the YouTube people who have exposed the similarities of the phone numbers and of other things that we never would have thought of. So at this point, it's out to the people. It's out to the investigative journalist. But something doesn't add up. Uh, Aaron, I think you have something to say. Yeah, something from the comments that I thought was a good point about Arians. Uh, I want to give a shout out to Rick real quick. He's a, uh, a new subscriber based off of uh, this whole investigation. Winsigate. James Gate. Yeah, yeah, I've been a longtime Bucks fan, but uh longtime Bucks fan. But agrees Winston should be gone. Uh he pointed out that when Arians was in Arizona, he used to criticize Carson Palmer regularly in the postgame conferences, saying, uh, and I looked it up, but he said, No. Arians would constantly say, quarterback's gotta play better and just flat out call out Carson Palmer. Yeah, if if you by the way, and this was also not in the video. Guys, this is wild. Jameis one of one writes a blog. Go check this out. He writes a blog defending uh, Jameis Winston's plays, especially when he plays poorly. So after his six-turnover game in London, where he threw five interceptions and lost a fumble, Jameis one of one wrote this massive blog defending it. And you just don't do that unless there's some sort of narrative, like Joe is saying, from the top from the Glazer family who owns the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. There's this weird directive of, hey, Bruce Arians, we're going to hire you as the coach. We're going to give you millions of dollars to come out of retirement. Yeah. With one caveat. Yeah. Fix Jameis Winston. Turn him into the franchise quarterback for this team. And and again, I don't know if this is just Jameis went to Florida State and they're trying to capitalize on him having a ton of fans down there. Um, that they've invested the number one overall pick in him and they don't want to be blessed. I don't know what is behind all this because it seems so obvious to me that you move on, you at least attempt to move on. And and I mean, they in a, in a way, they did last year. Like, it was, we talked about it on the show last year. It was crazy that they went back to Jameis from Fitzpatrick when they did. Yeah. And then and then he didn't play well and then they didn't go back to Fitzpatrick. It seems like this has been this could be why Dirk Cutter, I mean not that Dirk Cutter was a great coach or anything like that, but this could be behind his firing. Yes. In part that he did, he didn't want to 
turn his team over to Jameis. There's been a lot of talk that the Bucks players didn't want Jameis to come back, that they wanted Ryan Fitzpatrick. This Jameis one of one is trashing Mike Evans yeah. pretty regularly. Mike Evans is on me. So but here's the thing, Andy. This One last thing I want to do. This is the one last thing I want to say about this connection to Jason Light. Because I know a lot of people are like, okay, now you guys are saying it's not Light. Here's the thing. He's involved. Jameis one of one. This I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna like carve this down to the barest of bones. Jameis one of one is a twenty two thousand tweet account, a four hundred page book, a blog. And by the way, can I plug that blog real quick? Why are we plugging this guy's blog? Because I want people to go to this. This is just further evidence. This is further evidence of our points. That's why I want to mention the blog website. It's allthingsbuccaneers.com. Okay. So everybody listening, go to allthingsbuccaneers. But he's not a Bucks fan. But but that's my point. This is just more evidence to enhance our argument. Go and look when he blogs. In the last year, he only has five or six. It's only after people are coming after Winston. Again, this is some sort of directive from the top. Explain this to me. And I I want you guys both to play devil's advocate. Okay? Jameis 101. 22,000 tweets defending Jameis Winston. A book defending Jameis Winston. A blog defending Jameis Winston. Radio interviews that sound exactly like Jason Light defending Jameis Winston. Okay? All of these things. One of the key, most key points of his Jameis Winston defense is Jameis is playing great and Jameis has to gunsling because the Bucks are bad. Yes. He is turning the ball over a lot because he has to force the ball downfield because they need him to do too much to win. He calls out their defense. He calls out their running game. He calls out their offensive line regularly. Regularly, the man behind Jameis one of one is critical of the team's offense, running game, offensive line, receivers, defense, prior coaches. Okay? So he has a problem with all of this. All of that overseen by who? Who oversees who's hired as a coach? Who's the offensive line? Who's the defense? Who oversees all that? The general manager. So, in essence, if you believe the general manager of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is horrific at his job and has only found one competent player, Jameis Winston, but you refuse to criticize by name the GM of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and you say you're a fan of Jason Light and you say you like Jason Light, it doesn't make sense to me. It doesn't add up. It like you can't criticize every single thing that somebody does and then say you're a fan of that person that just that doesn't make sense yeah Th- those things are like you can't have one and have the other yeah and that's another thing which we haven't fully if got- you come to the show you can't say mustaches disgust me and the idea of ever looking at somebody with a mustache makes me sick to my stomach. And I would rather murder myself than view a, a, an internet radio show where mustaches are involved. I am the world's biggest dirty sports fan. Well, you're confused. 
We're two men with mustaches. These things cannot be mutually exclusive. You can't hate every single decision Jason Light has ever made, except for a quarterback, and also be a Jason Light fan and defender. Unless you are, of course, Jason Light himself. And I've always said... some more NFL? Yeah, and I've always said, last thing to wrap it up, I try to look at things in the big picture in life. I think I think we we get you know, we lose sight of things. We get misguided, Joe. I, th- I think that's been evident, right? What's going on with the presidency? People people get all they they go for the flashy thing over here where they're avoiding the big things over here. I want to keep everybody who's followed us with this, who's joined our show, who's subscribed on the big picture. And the big picture is this. Whether the guy running Jason Light, I'm sorry, whether the guy running Jameis One of One is Jason Light or not, it doesn't matter. The big picture is this, Whether guys. the guy running Jameis One of One is Jason Light and whether the guy running Jason Light is Jameis One of One, we do not know. But we know they are connected. That's all, and, that's, and that's it. Who is Jameis One of One? Is, it, is Jameis One of One actually running the GM? So don't, don't, don't get it twisted. Next on Dirty Sports. Don't get it twisted on, on don't get lost yeah, in, don't get bogged down in the details. Don't get exactly. Do not get bogged down. Just in the because details. we don't know the answer to the conspiracy doesn't mean we don't know there's a conspiracy. And this thing has legs, and anybody who debunks it is ludicrous. Again, that'll be my final point. Tell me one single person. This isn't LeBron James. This isn't Michael Jordan. We're not talking about all-time great players where people can we're, write. We're, we're talking about one of the greatest first overall draft busts of all time. Everybody's up Baker Mayfield's ass about being a bust, about being one overall, about being the new Ryan Leaf. Meanwhile, we have a, a, a defense manual of Jameis Winston. Here's a quick fact about him, too. Ridiculous. Jameis, Jameis Winston is in his fifth year. Jameis Winston has never played in the playoffs. Jameis Winston has led the NFL in turnovers. We're talking about somebody who's writing a book about that. Somebody who is comparing him to Brett Favre, who won a Super Bowl in his fifth year. Don't get it twisted. The Bucks are up to something, and we hope you guys find out because uh, I'm dressed like Lieutenant Dangle. I'm not exactly an investigative journalist. Twerks, before we move on to NFL stuff, I know we've got a lot of new folks in the comments. Is there anything coming in the comment section regarding the uh, regarding Jameis Gate, regarding who is Jameis, who is Light, who's running who here? And uh, before we move on to NFL picks, we had a couple of. Uh of tips we got one of them was from a from longtime listener stanga who said that uh Jameis one of one said himself on an interview that no one outside of his family knows that he wrote the book so anybody claiming on twitter they know Jameis one of one isn't credible okay and then another tip but that, that could we, be a hundred percent false right true there's you know it's just common tips you know i'm just yeah. what we got here and then um another one is that if you know when you do get the book uh, check out the info from the copyright page, ISBN number, publisher, printer, the whole thing, and see if you can uh, make Ooh, any connections. That's a good. That's a good. Uh, that was piece, also Stinga. Yeah, that's a good piece of advice. Good to know. Uh, look, we have a lot. Yeah, a look, lot more look, to guys, move on to Andy. We got we got a lot of stuff to discuss, and, and I don't think we're going to have time for dirtball calls today. My apologies, but we uh, we got to get to Week Nine NFL picks. This is where we break down the point spread. And Joe and I make our picks because we have a giant bet every year. You are currently seven points back of me. The loser has to wear our L chain. I have to put on my glasses to see uh, to see the board from here on out. So now we're going 
It's a full sun. I hate sunglasses and mustaches, but I love the Dirty Sports Podcast. And our weekly picks for the NFL season are brought to us by our great friends and our great new sponsors who we love working with. GTP Picks, which is available at gtppicks.com. You know I love GTP Picks, Joe. Why is that? We talk about this Jameis one-of-one thing and having access to analytics and to numbers. Well, guess what? GTP Picks utilizes real-time statistics and analytics to give their clients an edge over the sports books. They offer exclusive betting plays for all major sports that have been profitable year after year. Any subscription gets you exclusive access to, listen to this, guys, professional sports betting picks with detailed write-ups and directly to your email. That's where they'll send it. As well as 24-7 access to GTP picks for all things sports betting. So basically, here's, here's what this is, guys. Let me put this in simple man's terms. I'm a simple man. I'm not the brightest guy here. If you like to gamble, if you like to bet on sports, GTP Picks is going to give you all the available information and all the smart plays that you need to win money. Last week, they picked seven games to bet on in week seven of the NFL season. GTP Picks went six and one. So if you had subscribed to them last week, you will have won six out of seven games. These guys know what they're doing. And the best part of all this is that we have an exclusive offer for all the Dirt Brawls, that is all the listeners of the show. Simply go to gtppicks.com and enter promo code DIRTY at checkout to save 25% off your subscription. With this Dirty Sports discount, you'll get access to their recommendations for less than $1 per play. If you like making money while watching sports, Investing with GTP picks is a no-brainer, and I 100% agree, and I, I, I want to reiterate, the guys behind this have access to lots of information. And they're using it for good. They're using it to give you guys winners, which, like you said, they did last week. Their record last week was incredible. I know you said they picked six of seven winners. They were also having uh, over and un- over-unders out there that they were hitting. They had NBA lines that they were hitting. They had a huge week last week. And uh, they're killing it. So if you're a big time better, spend your money and and use GTP picks because they're using their information for good. They're not writing a 400-page book on how Jameis Winston is a Hall of Fame quarterback. They're using their stats and their analysis to make you money, not cost you money. Yeah, so go to GTP They're picks. not asking for eighteen ninety nine to sell you a propaganda manual. All right, Joe, let's get over him. Let's. We've moved on. We've moved on to the ad read. GTPPicks.com. Promo code DIRTY gets you 25% off. Okay, let's get through these picks. Week 9 is here. And and here's a quick fun fact for you, Joe. Last week in the NFL, of all the games, Mm -hmm. you all right over there? Yep. Just looking at my notes. Okay. Because I know you're up to something. Yep. Now I'm on to you. Only two road teams were favorites last week. Only two road favorites last week. Okay. And road teams have been great this year so far. This week, as I look on the board right there, yeah. I see eight road teams as favorites. Just something interesting that I'm sure our friends at GTP Picks are monitoring. Yep. And starting with tonight's game, we have a big road favorite. We have the San Francisco 49ers traveling to the Arizona Cardinals. This is going to be my survivor pick of the week. I'm going to take the Niners. Uh, and it's also the largest point spread of the week. They're 10-point favorites in Glendale, Arizona. What do we like here? Well, Andy, you know, we talked about it. Uh, the Niners have been incredibly impressive. 
playing better uh, than any team, in my opinion. Yeah, they, they've been incredibly uh, impressive. Um, you know, I, a lot of people critical of me for saying that they weren't contenders yet. I'm not saying the the thing about the Niners is they have improved in my eyes week in and week out. Um, that I think that they are on the verge of being contenders. I still want to see. And it doesn't have to be a big game. I know. I think they have a Packers at home coming up. It doesn't have to be a big game against somebody. I just, you know, they've played so many games that are blowouts. I mean, they killed the Rams in L.A. Yeah, they played so many games that are blowouts. I just haven't seen how they react whatsoever to any sort of pushback. Okay. To, to any sort of difficult situation. And until I see that, good point. You know, it, it's hard for me to do it. Now, do I think that? This is the game where they uh, have to come down for a game-winning drive. I do not. I do not. I mean, the Cardinals are just not good enough. The 49ers are good. I know it is a division game. And what is going to make me make my pick tonight is because it's a division game and it's on a Thursday night. Yes. I'm going with the Cardinals. Ooh, I was leaning like 80% towards the Cardinals myself because of everything you just said. It's a short week. It's Thursday night. It's division game. Kyler Murray is not putting up insane numbers, but they're not that they have a great defense, but the Cards' defense is keeping them in games. Yeah. However, I'm ready to just run all over your ass and make you wear this L chain for two weeks. I'm going to take the 49ers. Even though I don't want to, I'm getting a little cocky. I got a seven-point lead on you. You're now so your cockiness is now just like you're certain I'm wrong and you're just gonna, you're are you are you fading me? No, my yeah, my cockiness is this. You thought I you're, was you're you instead th- of going ball hold, you're going to go opposite of me in in hopes of trying to bury me before week twelve. Exactly. Okay. I'm going aggressive, Joe Prano. Interesting play. Interesting I, play. I got the cop outfit on. I'm Lieutenant Dangle, Reno nine one one. Let's go. All right. Another road favorite. The Texans travel to the Jags. One and a half point Houston favorite in Jacksonville. I'm riding with the Jags in this. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm riding with the Texans. Damn it. I was like, what? yeah, I misspoke. <laughs> I like, um, the Texans have been uh, tough for me. You know, this Texans team is interesting because uh, I think Deshaun Watson has taken his game to the next level. I agree. Um, MVP candidate. I am on the Deshaun Watson train. Me too. Um, obviously, Hopkins is great. Now, they lose Watt for the year. Yeah. Watt goes down. That's definitely going to hurt them. But also, at the same time, not something they haven't dealt with basically every season for the last God knows how many, how yeah. many years. I will give you uh, a future, and I will give you a, t- a present. Uh, I still, regardless of how great Deshaun Watson plays, and beside the fact that J.J. Watt is hurt, in my heart of hearts, I still know that Bill Butchin O'Brien is a gigantic boob. He is a boob. He is. He has taken over Mike McCarthy's throne as biggest boob in the NFL. Unless, of course, somebody in management of the Tampa Bay Buccaneers is writing books about James Winston. But until then, shots fired. biggest boob in the NFL is Bill O'Brien. That being said, I like the Texans in this game. But I am going to repeat this every week until it happens. I will not let the Texans burn me in the long run. I will not let the Texans burn me in the long run. I will not let the Texans burn me in the long run. I still think Bill O'Brien is going to be the reason that they don't have, that they are not a contender and that they don't make a serious playoff push. So you but are I will t- take the Texans this week. Okay, so we're in agreement on this one. Yeah. All right, moving on. The Bills 
are at home against the lowly Washington Redskins. Nine and a half point favorite. I just, you know, the Bills, great defense. You never know what you're going to get with that offense. I know the Redskins aren't good, but this is my take on this. The Redskins, if you guys have been watching them, first of all, my apologies if you've been watching them. (laughs) Yeah. However, since Bill Callahan took over as the interim coach, they just run that ball. And you know what that means, Joe? That means not many points and the clock is running. I'm going to go Redskins here. Taking the Redskins plus nine and a half, Because my thought process is I know the Bills have a good defense, but the clock runs, the games go quicker, you have less possessions. I think the Bills win. I think the Redskins cover. I think the Bills win and cover, and I think the Bills win and cover for a couple of reasons. One, bounce back game off a loss to the Eagles. I think a lot of people, myself included, saw an Eagles money line win coming last week. Um, you know, you're still, you, you, you're the guy that quotes it all the time. A, a team is their record. And so I find it funny that, you know, the Bills with the same record as the uh, Indianapolis Colts are not getting the respect that you're giving. Uh, are you alluding to the call? No, I don't. What's the call? Because we had a call about that. Uh, I, no, I'm just saying, you know, a lot of people are saying, hey, here's you, can, a, you can shit on the Colts all you want, but here's the deal, Prano. Well, blah, hold blah, on, blah, hold blah. on a second. Let me hop in then. Let me, you know what? I'm not going to play the calls today because we are on some of the time crunch, but I'll allude to some of the calls when we get to those games and those teams. And that was the call. Shout out to Leo. Sorry, I'm not going to play the call, Leo. But Leo from Houston, we met Leo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Leo, right. Leo is the guy who we, we went to the Astros game. And he literally... Is it the one whose girlfriend abandoned him? His girlfriend took his car, drove two hours away from where they lived, and he basically broke up with her that night. So shout out to Leo. But Leo, he put me, he's putting me to the fire on this one. And I think it's, he has a valid point. I'm not going to disagree. He says, Ruther, you keep saying they are what the record is. What are your feelings on Josh Allen? Right. Because Josh Allen is 5-2, and two, so he wants me to answer that. And I think Leo makes a great point. Uh, these are my feelings on Josh Allen. I'd prefer Jacoby Brissett. I would. Um, but, hey, he has managed to get them at 5-2. and two. However, the Bills do have a much better defense. The Colts have a good defense. They don't have a Buffalo Bill. Guys, look at what the Patriots did against yeah. the Bills. I mean, I agree with you. And, honestly, if you put me in the, in the situation of either of those teams, I'm going to take Brissett over Allen, too, simply because f- – f- for exactly the reasons that Frank Reich probably wrote with him, which is he's more accurate. He's more careful with the ball. Uh, he's much more of a game manager than Josh Allen, yes. who has never been accurate in college or otherwise. So if you're going to say we're going to run the ball and play defense, I'm going to go with Jacoby over Josh Allen. But at the same time, the Bills are 5-2, and two, and my thing is the Bills are, you know, a, a win this week and a Colts loss away from having a bye in the playoffs. Well, probably not because they have to they have to beat the Patriots. They'll they'll still be. Uh, but my point is they'll have you know a top record in the AFC. And I still look at them and I say you're suspect because of the quarterback. That being said, I think the Bills have a bounce back this week. I think their defense is too good for the Redskins, and uh, I think they win by ten points. All right, real quick, uh, I did see in the comments. I just saw it saw it fly up on my screen. The I don't know this it shouldn't affect because we both have the Texans. I don't know. The Texans Jags game is in London. That makes me want to go with the Texans even more, to be honest. Ooh, Minshew Mania goes across the pond. 
Ooh, oh, you going to change your pick? I'm sticking with the Texans. Okay, me too. All right, moving right along. The Tennessee Titans travel to Carolina where the Panthers are three-and-a-half-point favorites. Kyle Allen got uh, got exposed somewhat last week or just had a really bad game against the 49ers. They make quarterbacks look bad this year. Three-and-a-half-point favorite. I, this is an interesting one. Yeah. I just don't know the Titans. What's crazy is under Tannehill, they've gone to Like, he's actually playing well himself. Yeah. Not just the team. It, it, you know the the Titans right now, and I and I don't want to keep harping on it, but I'm going to keep harping on it because that's what for you new listeners of the Dirty Sports Podcast, that's what Joe Prano is, that's what Joe Prano does. I don't let things go. Let let it go, let it go. No, let's go. I'm ta- uh, I'm taking Joe to Frozen too. Yeah, I've never even seen Frozen. I've just seen the memes. Um, so you know, let it go. Yeah. Okay. Uh, the Tennessee Titans are a perfect example. Of what the Bucks should be doing. Not yes. only do they have the second quarterback selected in that same draft, not only, of course, do they want it to work, did they give Mariota every chance that they possibly could. They tried to work with him. They tried to get him a new office coordinator. They tried to get him a new coach. You know, the the excuses about Jameis Winston, oh, yeah, it's different coaches. Marcus Mariota has had five different offense coordinators. Yeah, good in, point. In, in five years. So that being said, you play to win the game. And their coach and their front office have said, look, Derrick Henry is running the ball well. Our defense is playing decent. We want Mariota to work, but you know, at some point you gotta try every different thing and let's give Tannehill a try. There's a reason we brought in a veteran quarterback with starters experience to back up Mariota, because if this situation comes we have a guy that we can go to, and it's the complete opposite of what's going on in Tampa Bay where they did not provide a good backup. In fact, they let a veteran backup leave, and they refused to blame their quarterback. Once again, there's a conspiracy in Tampa Bay. Just want to repeat that. Anyway, that being said, the Titans are playing well under uh, Tannehill. The Titans are a team that has burned me week in and week out. Yeah, The Panthers have burned me a lot of weeks. Uh, to me, a three-point, um, three and a half. Right, a three-point game means you know you're getting three for being home. So this is saying this is even on a neutral field, except it's not. It's saying it's three and a half. If it was three, I don't know which way I'm going. It's three and a half. I'm going the Titans. And that's where I'm leaning. That's where I've been leaning. And for the record, a, bu- a few people have have DM'd me. I have I have been staunch about. Hey, you got to stick with um Kyle Allen until he loses and he lost finally and he and he looked very bad. However, he's still 5 and 1. We'll see how it plays out. Yeah. But I, but I stick with Kyle Allen. I, was, I I for sure stick, like the one hiccup can't be the team that has beaten the shit out of everybody. Yeah. Let's see how he does against this Titans team. Uh the next game is currently unavailable. We'll do what we did last week. We don't know if Mahomes is playing. Okay. So there has been no spread and you'll send me a spread later in the week. Like I did last week yeah. with uh, Seahawks and Falcons last week. Yeah. All right, the Jets. Oh, we got a shitty game this week. The Jets travel to Miami. The Jets are three-point favorites. Um, I, I know you were excited about your Dolphins last week, your Dolphins team. You thought that they were going to give... The the Steelers a game. Well, they, they did, did for a, they the did Steelers. for a half. Yeah, they did sort of give the Steelers a game. Um, the Dolphins are 
like even when the Dolphins play well, they still don't fucking come close to winning the game. It's wild. Uh, the Jets are in full turmoil. Uh, did Adams want to be traded? Were they trying to trade Adams? Le'Veon Bell was going to get traded, but then he's not traded. The, all this trade talk, no one ends up going anywhere except for Leonard Williams who comes to the Giants. Um, but there's definitely turmoil in the Jets' locker room. That being said, there could be a mole in the Jets' locker room who's writing a 500-page Sam Darnold book and I still wouldn't pick the Dolphins to win a game. I'm taking the Jets to win and cover. Man, do it. You know I want to do oh, it. Lieutenant, how much are you going to let your mangle dangle? And we did talk about the Reno 911 movie, which was Reno, uh, or not, it was Miami 911 or something like that. The movie was in Miami. Ooh. Ooh, what do I do here? By the way, I just looked real briefly. I, I'm a little bummed. I fly back to Cincinnati on Christmas Day. The Bengals play the Dolphins three days before that. Had that been the next Sunday, I would have gone, even though I don't go to back. Like, to just see the worst game of the year. Yeah. I would have gone. I got to go Jets, man. I just, you're right. It's, it's just, as much as I want to do it, you're right. How confident was I? You were in my apartment. This was when we were putting our conspiracy together. The Dolphins were up 14 to nothing, and I was like, it's happening. I was like... Maybe you were a week early. You got to believe. No. Sorry. You lost me. Sorry, Dolphins. All right. Bears are four and a half point underdogs traveling to the Eagles. This is an easy pick for me. The Bears are in turmoil. Mitchell Trubisky's not playing that well. What is happening? However, yeah, Eagles, I don't trust either. Four and a half is too big for me. They always start slow for some reason. They're starting bad every game. They get behind every game. If you watch them play, they're always playing catch up. I'm going the Bears. I'm I'm going with the Bears as well. Uh, if this was in Chicago, I think I might take the Eagles. Yes, but uh, they're Eagles. Eagles players, the Eagles team. This is another one of my NFL conspiracies. They don't have a home field advantage anymore because they know at any moment they're degenerate, monsters, trash bag, cesspool, garbage human fan base could turn on them and start throwing batteries, start throwing hot dogs, start throwing, start spitting on them. I, I truly believe because you got to remember Eagles fans, Eagles players aren't from Philadelphia. These are guys from around the world. Right, Mike. They're punching out their own basketball players in the parking lot. There is no home field advantage in Philadelphia. Four and a half's too big. I see. I see turnovers by the Eagles early. I see the Eagles probably winning the game. I could see the Bears winning the game, but I see the Eagles winning the game, but not covering. Okay. Colts travel to Pittsburgh, where they are a point favorite. Now, before we pick this, I, I'll just say my pick. What okay, but before we pick this. We have talked all about how this, the, the Colts are contenders. And I have something for you. Okay. Why are the Colts a one-point favorite to the Steelers, who are a bit of a dumpster fire? Vegas believes what Joe Prano believes. Okay. That's what this line says. Okay. Does it not? Okay. I, I'm asking you. It's a road. It's not like, dude, even though the Steelers are dumpster fire. Yeah. It's a, but they're not 
two point favorites. Not three. They're one. This is almost uh, a pick'em game. Hold on a second. The Steelers have won back-to-back games. They're three and four, I believe. They're not that bad. Obviously, we have a problem at quarterback. It's not like Pittsburgh is an easy place to play. You just talked about Philly fans. Pittsburgh has good fans. Yeah. Loyal fans. They'll be waving the... No one thinks Pittsburgh's a contender, though. I agree. But it's no one st- thinks Pittsburgh's close to a contender. Still a road game. I understand. I'm going I'm, Colts. I'm going Colts as well. And then I have a question for you. I'm going Colts as well, by the way. Um, I went Colts last week to cover a much bigger spread against the Broncos. The Colts have an easy schedule down the stretch here. The Colts could end up having a better record than they did last year under Andrew Luck. But, and I've gotten my ass kicked from Ve- by Vegas all the time. And there's one thing I know when I look at spreads. It's like, it's going to be close to what, like the majority of these games are going to be within a point sure. or two of their spread. Vegas is closer to believing what I believe. Okay, than that's the, fine. Than the folks who are like, you know, this is the beginning of the Jacoby Brisket dynasty. Okay, okay. Well, it's again, yeah, you, you've taken mine and Tug's points. We've never said Jacoby Brisket or whatever you want to Josie call Josie Brisket. Josie Brisket. Josie and the Briskets. We've never said he's an MVP quarterback. All we said, we think he's playing well in that system. And there, there with that, I want to ask you a, a question based off a call. Again, I'm just not going to do calls today. Uh, shout out to Kyle Aronofsky from beautiful Tom's Rivers, New Jersey. Isn't that what he says? Yep. Kyle said Home today, of the <laughs> Little League World Champion. This, this was Kyle's question. And I'll just say it summed up. And I, and I liked it. I think you've said it, but I think you made a good point. He said, Joe, put all that shit aside. That you said. If you are the Indianapolis Colts general manager, and I know you said this, but I want you to reiterate. When Andrew Luck retires, yeah. what Kyle wanted you to know is, what do you do? And he, and he, to be honest, he's, he's like me. He agreed, scoffed at the Eli thing. But he said, what do you do, Joe, two weeks before the season starts with a good team, you argued Super Bowl contending team with Andrew Luck. Yep. What do you do as the general manager? I try to replace uh, Josie Brisket with, with who? With a quarterback that has experience, with a quarterback that has playoff experience, with a quarterback that has a resume of starting in the NFL that is better than what Josie Brisket did with the Colts a few years ago, which was to play very, very poorly. You guys can scoff all you want at the Eli Manning thing. Yeah. I did not want, and I will. I, I don't want Eli Manning to leave. I would love Eli Manning to retire as a Giant, but I repeat to anybody who's watching and to anybody who's listening: this is nuts. The idea that Eli Manning went from starting quarterback quality in the NFL to washed because suddenly his team doesn't play defense. Suddenly he's under siege behind an offensive line is terrible. The uh. Having Ben McAdoo as his offensive coordinator, having Pat Shermer, who at this point is proving to me that he also isn't qualified to be an NFL head coach. The idea that people are wouldn't say, yeah, I, I'd take Phillip Rivers on the Colts and that's going to improve them right now. To me is ludicrous. And I will say what I said, and you can scoff at it all you want. I don't believe Eli Manning right now is a worse physical quarterback 
than the quarterback that Peyton Manning was when he won the Super Bowl with the Broncos. He could throw the ball downfield, certainly better than Peyton could at that time. I, th- I he, think he, that's. I think you're comparing apples to oranges. Okay. Because that Broncos team was completely different. That Broncos team, I mean, they had a dominating defense. Yes. I, I think people forget how good that defense was. I agree. They were shutting people out. Right. It didn't matter whether Peyton was playing, Brock Osweiler, a, a stoned guy they just grabbed off the street. That team was not letting people score points. I agree. But also, you have to remember what Peyton Manning was doing that year and what his ability was at quarterback in that year. And that was it. His, the throws that were coming out in a way that didn't look like he was able to lead with the point of the football. It was duck six-yard completions all day. And they won the Super Bowl. And they did it because all in all, when all was said and done, the decision that was made on that team was Brock Osweiler came in and played well and beat the Patriots. If yeah. you remember. Sunday and night. was healthy. In the snow. And was fine. Yeah. But they said, this isn't about Brock Osweiler having the arm, the mobility, the the youth, the height, the whatever. This is about what's up here. And I'm not saying Josie Brisket can't play the brain game because obviously he was drafted by Bill Belichick. Yeah, so he's a smart guy. But I'm just saying, scoff at it all you want. I don't think quote-unquote wash D-line Manning gives you a worse chance. might give you a worse chance to win games, but I think it gives you a better chance to win the Super Bowl. Okay. And that is what I would have done. Okay. Well, well, that, that was going to be my next question. I don't think they win more games with Eli. And to be honest, I think what you just said there is a little offensive to Phillip Rivers. Okay. Phillip Rivers has just played better than Eli the last few years. Yeah, I know he's it's also a, been on better teams. I agree. But again... I, I just think and, I, and I tweeted this at Sean Merriman the other day because everybody's calling for Philip Rivers' head now. Everybody's saying the I Chargers saw, should draft I saw. Joe you you always go with Sean uh, because now because now people are doing to Philip Rivers what people were doing to Eli Manning, which is saying, "Hey, we got to get a new quarterback." And it's like, man, you're just lost if you're putting this on Philip Rivers. Neither of these guys were doing Jameis Winston ten turnovers in two games. None of them. You, you, I mean, you look at what you were doing. I just, sorry, like, I, I just think. And that's that, fine. I just think Eli Manning, I think people hated it that he won two Super Bowls. I think people hated it that I just, he won two Super Bowls. I just MVPs. think you're being, I think you're New York, you being a New Yorker, I just think your bias is showing. Okay. And that's fine. We can or disagree. Maybe, I'm a, just a, maybe it's my Manning family bias, but I say a Peyton Manning unable to throw the ball accurately eight yards downfield winning a Super Bowl is proof that in when it comes to it, if you have, if you have to face Four Super Bowl, four teams to win the Super Bowl, and you've got to you've got to potentially go to Foxborough to play New England. I don't like. I'm sorry. I'm. T- I like Eli Manning's chances better of winning a playoff game in New England than I like Jacoby Brissett's. Okay. Well, Eli hasn't won a playoff game since 2011. But anyway, yeah. and Jaco- Jacoby Brissett has not played in a playoff game ever. And has not won yeah. anything ever. You're, you're right, and, and that's what I've said. We don't know. Right. So maybe he goes this year, and maybe he gets playoff experience. You're absolutely right. And maybe this isn't the year for the Colts. And maybe next year, Jacoby Brissett. Okay. Let's, hold on. Let's but, fucking move on. From but this. again, sometime in the next few years, they're going to have to give Quentin Nelson the money that they have given, literally quarterbacks prior to him. So good luck when the defense gets a little bit worse 
and whether or not they re-sign Marlon Mack and what happens to T.Y. Hilton. So I'm just saying you have to win when you can, when the window is open. Yeah, and they and they are Joby Jacoby. They got him for a couple years, right? Anyway, Aaron, I know you want to hop in here. I said a question for you from the comments, Joe. Uh, would you take Fitzpatrick over Brissett? So the with oh, this team, dude, why are you doing this? I thought we were. I said let's move on. Dear God, that was a fair with question. with this team. No way. I'm not sure because here's the thing. Fitzpatrick, as much as I like Fitzpatrick and as underrated as I think Fitzpatrick is, I think you need Fitzpat. I think you need. I don't think the 14th ranked defense is going to get it done for Fitzpatrick. He does have the b- tendency to turn the ball over, and that's because he's also played on terrible teams. But the difference between if you want to say, hey, Eli Manning turns the ball over and Fitzpatrick turns the ball over, and so if you say you want Eli, then you're going to say you take Fitzpatrick. Fitzpatrick also has no playoff experience and also has not gone on the road fully twice through the road to win Super Bowls. I, like Fitzpatrick, smart guy, went to Harvard or whatever, but like I'm not going to simply take him over a guy who's already playing in the Colts offense just because I like Fitzpatrick, but like honestly, as as much as I am a Fitzmagic fan, it's kind of ludicrous to say to say, oh well, if you like Eli, then you're going to like Fitz. It's like Eli's got a goddamn resume that's longer than Kevin Johnson. Callback. Okay. Let's get through this, man. Lions Raiders. Aaron's Raiders are Aaron's two Raiders are two point favorites. By the way, I looked. I'm not because they're. I didn't look on SeatGeek. I should have looked on SeatGeek. I went to the Raiders website. I couldn't get tickets for any of the remaining home games. So they're all sold out. Really. I was trying to look at I was trying to look at Raiders Bengals in November. Uh, they're two point favorite against the Lions. The Raiders, another team, Joe, that you and I just can't figure out. And I feel like the Bears are also a team that you and I can't figure out. Yeah, I'm going with the Lions. I like the Lions. Uh, I'm going I, Raiders. I, I like the Lions. I like the Lions on the road here. Uh, I think Matt Stafford is underrated. That's another quarterback. I think just like the the you know, if if I was going to write a 400 page book. <laughs> Defending a quarterback, uh, it might be Matt Stafford. I think he's underrated. I think he's actually, you know, a guy that gets shit on a lot. Uh, he is. He, he, I I like him winning on the road here. Okay, I'm gonna go Raiders. The Raiders are the favorite, by the way. I know that's wild to me. All right, Bucks. That's my money line pick of the week. Detroit wins. All right, Bucks travel to Seattle. Oh, how about how how does this work out? How does this work out for our show? Me unabashed Russell Wilson slurper Russell Wilson Stan is playing against Jamarcus Winston six point Seattle favorites I I don't like Seattle as big favorites I don't at all and and I'm gonna say it and I think Tug said this so shout out to Tug I don't think Seattle has a home field advantage they used to have no if you look at but, the, but you know what? It, it's you know, it's like it's one of these things. It's like these self fulfilling prophecies too. It's like they don't have the defense they used to have. Well, but I'm saying Russell. If you look at Russell Wilson, I could be completely wrong. I'm just judging off what I've seen. I feel like he plays better on the road this year. I just feel like he does. I feel like they're a little too lax at home. But th- this is where this game gets difficult. 
you're going against Jameis Winston, who leads the NFL. Write that down in your fucking 400-page book, douche. Leads the NFL in turnovers. Has led it since 2015. He turns the damn ball over too much. It's across the country. I want to take the Bucks, though. God damn it. Do it. Take the Bucks. But I can't. Put put your aunt, aunt, dent curse Jameis. Take the Bucks. I can't. Take the Bucks. Because you know what? I have loved Russell Wilson since he had that playoff win in D.C. against RG3 his rookie year. I'm taking y'all back. I remember watching that game back when I was a nanny. I was at her house watching it. It was when RG3 shredded his knee. Yeah. That's the birth of Kirk Cousins. Exactly. You like that? When she, the who, next NFL conspiracy that we have, did Kirk Cousins, is he responsible for the turf in Washington? Ooh. I'm going to go with my boy, Danger Russ and the Seahawks, and I know I'm going to get burned on it. Listen, I'm not losing a point this week in Pick'em because I pick Jamarcus Winston <laughs> coming off the GM Buck scandal. Sorry, Jason Light. Sorry, Jameis One of One. Sorry, Bruce Arians. Sorry, Glazers. Sorry, George Bush. Sorry, Andy Ruther. Sorry, Skull and Bones. Sorry for everybody who's responsible for the Jameis Winston conspiracy. Sorry for all of the people that are responsible for JFK getting murdered, 9-11 happening, and, Jam- and, the- and Jameis One of One. I'm not losing a point this week by backing our boy. I'm going with your boy, Russell Wilson and the Seahawks. I just did a Pete little Carroll. Uh, we need to get Pete Carroll on this J- Jameis one of one. He's a big. Pete, con- Pete Carroll's a Sandy Hook truther. We got to get him on the no, Jameis. He's, no, oh, he's, he's not. a 9-11 truther. He's yeah. Don't don't defame my boy Pete Carroll. <laughs> whoa whoa whoa. He, he's a he's more of a nine eleven truther. And I don't know if he's a full nine eleven truther. He's, he's like, not. Look, I was reading the Jameis. I was reading the Jameis book. Not gonna lie, had Skrillex over my house the other day. He was doing a doing a DJ set while I was doing yoga. I was doing downward dog. And I'm reading uh, it's Jameis 101 book. I gotta say, you know, there's some legitimate stuff in here. But when all is said and done, you know, I'm not taking them. Look, if I got uh, J- Jameis Winston behind center in the Super Bowl on the one yard line, I'm running the ball. That's what I'm saying. I'm running the ball. I did a uh, a little stat check for you real quick, and uh, yeah, your Russell Wilson senses were right. His, uh, your spidey sense yeah, on spidey Russell. Senses. His, uh, your his dangle, home. your tingling dangle was correct. <laughs> Lieutenant Tingle. His, uh, his QBR at home this year is 107. His QBR for road games is 124. Big increase. Yeah, I, I just felt from watching them play. I'm like, he, I feel like he plays better on the road, and that's fine. Okay, so we're both going with the Seahawks. Okay, the Browns. And Baker Mayfield, I can't handle a question from a reporter. I'm going to run off like I'm Andy's eight-year-old nephew. I can't. What? No, no, I can't handle that. No, I'm going to run off because I'm feeling dangerous. What are you, fucking Cartman, dude? Is Baker Mayfield Cartman from South Park? You're a child. Baker Mayfield at this point is so ridiculous. I'm going to continue to harp on this. Name a quarterback who does these things. You can't. Even one. Even one. I'm sorry. 
Are you still Lieutenant Dangler, or have you dressed up as Colin Cowherd for Halloween now? I mean, what are we talking about here? What are we talking about here? What is this guy doing in his press conferences? You know, I've said it for years. This guy is not a leader. He's got the skills, but he's not a leader. You see what he does when the cops go? He tried to run away from the cops in Fayetteville. I've said he's got the ability, but he's not a leader. Cleveland needs a leader in the locker room. I'll say it to Baker's face when he comes on The Herd with Colin Cowherd once again. Not a leader, man. Sorry, I got to step out. We do actually have somebody uh, who's coming in just to talk Baker for a second. It's Baker one of one. Baker one. Look, what's Baker supposed to do? He's been on a terrible team. Look what he did in college. You know, he broke the rookie record for passing. He's, he's, he's a Hall of Famer in the works. Baker one of subscribe to my book Baker's Dozen: How a Media Bias Causes People to Discredit a Rookie Quarterback Who Broke Records. Check out uh, my follow-up book. I'm feeling dangerous. An 1,100-page manuscript about how Baker Mayfield is not only a Hall of Famer, but that they should rename the Hall of Fame after Baker Mayfield. That's right. Two books available for one price on Amazon right now. Baker's Dozen and. <laughs> I'm feeling dangerous. My Baker's book. Now, you're probably thinking you're wearing the same pants and the same sweater and you have the same voice as Joe Prano. And almost feels like Joe Prano's hair is sticking out above that piece of white paper. But I can assure you I am not Joe Prano. I am Baker. Baker's Dozen. Follow me on Twitter, at Baker's Dozen. I'm not related to Baker. I'm not related to Joe Prano. Uh, I, I just want you to buy my book. Now, I'm not in this for fame or fortune. Um, but I am in this for money, so please buy my book. It's eighteen ninety five. Um, but if you put in promo code da- dangerous, you get uh, twenty five cents off. One for every touchdown Baker threw in uh, the fourth quarter in college, because he's not only a NFL Hall of Famer, he's a goat college football player of all time. Again, not Joe Prano here. Follow Joe Prano on Instagram at Joe Prano though, and go check out his shows at JoePrano.com. But again, I am not Joe Prano. Anyway, I'm going to step out. Uh, it's been great to be here. I'm going to let Joe Prano come back in. Wow. I'm glad we had Baker, Baker's Dozen here with the hot Baker takes. I love that handle, Baker's Dozen. Yeah. I love that book name. Andy, I'm taking Baker and the, Bron- and the Browns. You are. I'm taking uh, – it's, it's Browns. I'm not. Minus three and a half. I'm not. On the road in Denver. I'm taking Cleveland. I'm not, and I can't believe I'm doing this. Because the the Broncos' offense is a just a dumpster fire, and Joe Flacco, it's a disaster. I'm still going Broncos because they're at home. But but one last piece on Baker before we move you're, on. You're, you're smoking the wacky to Flacco right now, taking that that Broncos team. But look, I think I think I can't believe I'm saying this. I actually think Baker responds to the criticism this Sunday. Have you seen anything like this for real? I mean, everybody was calling him Ryan Leaf. It's just like a meltdown. Well, Ryan Leaf himself was calling him Ryan Leaf. Yeah. Spider-Man meme? (laughs) Ryan Leaf was saying this, and I'll be honest, people mocked him weeks ago. Ryan Leaf says, I see me and him. I see this where this trajectory is going. It's just, guys, how much talent does this guy need around him? I know Freddie Kitchens is a disaster. Freddie Kitchens is a disaster. And look, I'm, that does not Last help Baker, Baker's cause, yeah. but bro, 
Just just this, just me saying you have Jarvis Landry, Odell Beckham Jr., Nick Chubb. What's Jarvis Landry's status, by the way? Because he, he, he was a little banged up last week. Yeah, I don't know. He's playing. Twerks. Jarvis Landry's fine. And uh, I'll give you boy credit, man. Odell's kind of kept it together. You're not hearing much from him. Like, I'm saying he got shit on, I think maybe because he's in New York and the spotlight's on him, right? But I'm just saying, like, he's dealing with all this. Yeah. All right. Chargers, Packers. What's up, Twerks? What's up? Uh, Yeah, Landry's dealing with a shoulder injury. He's limited, but he expects to play against the Broncos. Uh, sorry, against yeah, against the Broncos. Um, also, one thing I want to point out: if I don't know if want to let Ruther change his pick or not, but uh, Flacco's not playing. Who's playing? Whoever their backup is. Who's? Can you look that up? Yeah, yeah. This might change my pick actually, if that's cool. I mean, I mean, look, you're you're uh, you're on Flacco in the Broncos. I'm like, are, are you are you like, if they replace Flacco, are you more sure they cover? I mean, Flacco is playing terribly. Who the hell's playing? Uh, while he looks that up, the Chargers have, let's put it in air quotes, a home game against the Packers. This right. will be a fun one to watch. There's Last year when the Packers came out here at the Coliseum, it was like 60% Packers fans. It'll be even worse than Chargers. This game's going to be a Steelers part two. Go on, Packers. It's a home game. Aaron uh, Rodgers in SoCal. I love this Packers team. You know that about me. Yes. I was on the Packers are going to the Super Bowl to start the year. I was on Aaron Rodgers is going to be the MVP. I was mocked for both of those selections early in the year. Uh, by the way, Aaron Rodgers now the favorite to win the MVP. Uh, so I like this, but to me, it's a trap. I'm going with the Chargers. Interesting. Yeah. It's a trap game for the Packers. I think uh, I picked them last week against the Chiefs. They played a great game against the Chiefs. You think the Chargers cover, Packers win? Yeah. Okay. But I think the Chargers could win as well. But I, I think it's I think it's a classic trap. I think it's got a trap written all over it. Yeah, I can see that. The Broncos' backup QB is Brandon Allen. Oh, just like Josh Allen, just like Kyle Allen. How many Allens you got to watch be successful in the NFL? Yeah, what's a, what's a white guy's name, Allen? Is there more Allens starting a quarterback or more guys who played in North Carolina State starting a quarterback? I got to go Browns now. God damn it. Well, you, your boy had to give me that piece of information. Hey, Twerks, who's making picks here? Me or you? I love it. Okay, let's get through these last two picks. Sunday night game, the Pats travel to the Ravens where they are three-point favorites. And I'll, and, I'll, and I'll give you a little tip, though, Prano. I think I was seeing some stuff that New England has struggled with these type of quarterbacks in the past. Yeah. The the off the script type of guys. Yeah, the Wildcat burned the pass a couple times. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Uh, the Sunday night game, uh, like this is. By the way, this is gonna be a fun game. Everybody, uh, everybody, I'm excited. Everybody who's you know a Lamar Jackson slurper, uh, and just, we like him for the record. Yeah, yeah. Just win, baby. You know, you just got. It's fun like, to watch. It, it's it's all you are. What your record is. Uh, this is tough for me. It's this is really me tough for me. Um. Is is this the game that the Pats lose? I, I think a lot of signs point to that. They're not going undefeated. This is their first tough game this year. Who do you like in this game, Andy? <sighs> I want my heart is leaning towards Ravens to straight up win. The Pats are three point favorite. 
like you said, Sunday night. The, the, the Pats have had some Sunday night bad games. Remember when Detroit blew them out last year? Yeah. They've had some bad Sunday night games. And like you said, the Wildcat, they've, they've struggled against some of these kind of non-traditional quarterbacks because it's a lot tougher to plan defensively and scheme. With that being said, I'm going Pats. Shit. I really wanted to fade you. Like, I, I really saw. Brandon, really Brand, to... we've, we've been doing this show for five and a half years. I've picked up on your tendencies. I'm going to take the Ravens. Oh, he's trying to gain a point. And you are? Are you switching to the Browns? I am. So you got you to switch him to the Browns, too. I'm going to go with the Ravens. I don't like it. I got to make a point. I, I could see the Ravens winning the game. I could see this coming down to a close game. The thing about that game for me is I just don't think the Ravens' defense is that good. Um, but the Pats' offense is not that right, good. Right, but the Pats' offense struggles with good defenses. I don't think the Ravens – but you got to – you know, Harbaugh definitely has Belichick's number a little bit. You're right. Like he's definitely been a thorn in his side. Um, Let me put it this way. I was struggling. Yeah. Like, I won't be shocked if the Ravens win. Yeah, and I was I was kind of like – I mean, I, th- I think – I'm on the Ravens, but at the same time, if you had gone Ravens, I'd be like, hey, look, if I if I make up a point yeah. picking the Pats, it's not going to hurt me. Um, I'm going to take the Ravens then because, yeah, I'm going to take the Ravens. All right, let's get through this, man. You, you said you wanted – we're not near your time that you right. wanted. We'll, we'll make it work. Okay. The Cowboys-Giants. Your Giants. Yeah, boy. Eli's Giants. Boy, Eli's on the bench. Daniel Jones, Giants. He's so. still your boy, though. I mean, you vouched no. for him. You just did vouch for him. How, I mean, of course he's my boy. Seven and a half. Yeah, I'm Joe. assuming Boomer Esiason's your boy. He is. I'm first, assuming Chris Sabo's your boy. First ever Bengals jersey. By the way, I was debating buying a Boomer jersey. Recently? Yeah. A Jets one? How dare you? Not well, the <laughs> not the Bruce Coslett Jets days. <laughs> Talking Cincinnati Bengals, baby. 1988 MVP. Just go with the Collinsworth jersey. Well, people would, people might mug me if I wore that out. Yeah. Uh, big spread for me. Now, I know the Cowboys destroyed them week one. It was also in Dallas. Your guys' defense is so bad, though. So suspect. You just don't know what you're getting with Dallas. I think it's going to be a game. And I hate doing this. Your Giants have burned me so many. Although although they got me last week. Yeah, they came back and they got you. On the- so I shouldn't say they burned me. I'm going to go Giants, though. I just think Monday night. I th- You know what you know, my thing on this, Brano, is I think this is either a close game or just a blowout. Like, I don't see a 10-point game. Right. I see, like, Cowboys win by 14 or more. Yeah. Or it's within four points. This is tough for me. I want to bet. I want to pick the Giants. I, I'm, like, hopeful that the Giants are in this game. Um, I'm going to take Dallas, and I'm going to take Dallas for a couple reasons. If the Giants lose and get blown out, at least I picked up a point on you. And so I'm betting against my heart here and hope for that if I uh, am wrong about my Giants playing a decent game and, and, and potentially stealing a win, uh, that I have something to fall back on. I have a soft place to land. The only way I get burned in, in doing this is that uh, – is that um, the Giants lose and cover like they did against Detroit last week? Which, I mean, come on, guys. If you're going to lose, just fucking lose. Yeah. Okay. Uh, those are our week nine NFL picks. I believe we have five or six different picks. 
Uh, if you want to leave a call on our hotline, it's 310-359-8365. If you want to subscribe to us and drop an iTunes review, you get koozies in the mail. Just leave your Twitter or Instagram handle in that iTunes review, and I will send you two Dirty Sports koozies in the mail. Follow us on Twitter, Instagram, at The Dirty Sports. Subscribe to us on YouTube. Follow me at Andy Ruther on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, my boy over here, Joe Prano. At Joe Prano on Instagram. As we know, Instagram is all that matters. At Fix Your Life on Twitter. JoePrano.com for shows. If you want to come see some live stand-up, I'll be uh, doing shows around Los Angeles for the next couple weeks. So you can go to JoePrano.com and check out those shows. Got some Long Beach Laugh Factory. Shout out to the Dirtball who came down uh, to Long Beach Laugh Factory last week. Uh, got some other shows in the Los Angeles area. Then uh, Reno 911 flying into Reno Tahoe to do uh, the Tahoe Improv at Harvey's the week before Thanksgiving. Then to New York for Thanksgiving Eve Super Show uh, in Pleasantville, followed by Morristown Performing Arts Center the day after Thanksgiving. All my shows, JoePrano.com. And uh, welcome to all our new listeners and new subscribers. All right. If you guys want to send hate tweets to our intern, Aaron. Aaron, where can they do that? You guys can find me on Twitter at DSInterns and on Instagram at Aaron Maharis. All right. All right, guys. That is the show. Thank you for tuning in. Have a great week. Make sure you write a 400-page novel about the new starting quarterback named Allen for the Broncos. I'm sure he's going to be on a trajectory to be a Hall of Famer. Yeah. And most importantly, if you're new, if you're old, if you've been with us forever, don't forget, stay dirty. <laughs>